Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email, which is, of course, bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Hit us up on any of our socials at bestpicturecast, bestpicturecast on Twitter, bestpicturecast on Instagram, on Letterboxd, on Facebook. You can find us. We will interact. And we're back. Back yet again on a, a wonderful St. Patty's Day week here to discuss Ooh. a movie. A movie indeed. And a, a movie, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time being coy about. I, I care very much for and am really containing my excitement to talk about here today. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, this is one I've had, on, uh, I've had on the list to look at for quite a while. The day has come and we are going to be here doing it. And along to join us are a couple gentlemen I, I enjoy talking movies with. And the first of them is is Grant. Grant C., welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Um, really happy to be on for uh, one of your favorites, I guess. Yes, I guess we'll have to find out whether it's one of your favorites or not, I guess. We'll see. We'll find Stay out. Stay tuned. And we also have a gentleman here who I actually watched this movie with for the first time, and he is Chris G. Happy to be here. Ready to go down to Big Whiskey on horseback and... That's right. Murder some motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bullets flying in this one. A lot of uh, action, if you will. And we are, uh, by the time this comes out, we should be concluded with our action draft. Oh, congratulations to Die Hard or Terminator 2. Is that, is that still going on? <laughs> I didn't know it I is, that. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what happens when all your movies get knocked out, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, there's an asterisk over this particular <laughs> yeah. one. For me. By the time this comes out, you you can be eagerly anticipating two action movie episodes. That's right. That will probably yeah. be coming out right after this one. One from Twitter and one from Instagram Island, the Outcast Twist Tournament there. Yeah, the the garbage yeah. tournament, which I also got knocked out of. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did too. After two tiebreakers with wow. bad bad boys versus man on fire. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's uh that was that was a tough one. So wait, man on fire. Man of Fire just got in today. Nice, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a that's a Chris G supported. Uh, oh, that's a there, that's so. a uh, Tony, Tony Scott. Scott. That's a Tony Scott gem. Yeah, yeah. I still got OG Terminator and uh, First Blood kicking around in in either tournament. So, but of yeah, course, I got I got Con Air in mind. Your Terminator just squeaked out against Point Break, which was disappointing to me. Which yes. is shocking to me because I thought that was going all the way. It's a bummer. I was um, such a bummer. Yeah, it is. I mean, vaya con Dios. <laughs> I have some both sides. I'm not going to battle to New Zealand. This is all dated content by now. You'll know who won by now. And we'll uh, have those episodes ready, whatever it is. It might be Die Hard, might be Terminator 2, might be Terminator 1. Nope. Might be The Mummy. <laughs> oh, The Mummy, yeah. We'll see. Get the Brendan Fraser fan club on uh, 
They're always well, it's now, well, now it's post-Oscars. Let's see if they're as ravenous now. It's true. It's Brendan Fraser got his he got his due. He did. He so, did indeed. The Oscars were this this past Sunday, and we will. Uh, yeah. We have a new movie on the list here. We do. Everything, everywhere, all at once has been added, and it will be discussed in in due time. Yeah, um, I really, I really <laughs> not would. not in that much of due time. It's we'll gonna be a well, while. Couple, we do, couple of years. Yeah, we always try to wait. Yeah. You know, we'll wait. Now, we, as this we goes might not along, be able to wait. Yeah, as yeah. it goes along, it's gonna be harder and harder to wait. We did wait the appropriate time, which is usually three years for Parasite. Yeah, and that episode will be coming up very soon Ooh, too. Yeah, that that's one. gonna be an interesting one too. We're gonna be dropping that in this season. Karen, who's on that one? Uh, that will be myself, uh, Joey R, Artie B, and Jay Dowski. And as always, with a little asterisk, card subject to change because Artie B was supposed to be here today, and he's yeah. not here. We have an empty chair, so yeah. we have an empty chair so in his sorry. honor. They're decorating someone's someone's decorating their bar with him right now. I think <laughs> <laughs> they got a sign on him. That's like Greeley's. <laughs> so it's a, it's a shame. Not sure we would go back and avenge him, but you know, uh, we might. We yeah. might. Depends. We'd be like, hey guys, can you do me a favor? Can a, you I think, it, de- I think it depends on the bar. Yeah, and what the, <laughs> and, and what the weather looks like too. Usually, I ask you guys what your experiences are first, but I, I think I'm going to go first with this one because I already kind of teased it. Chris, you and I watched this one for my first watch. It was your first. It watch? It was my first watch, and it wasn't just my first watch. It was the watch that completed my best picture list. It was oh, the wow. last movie I hadn't I'm seen. Really surprised that was your last movie. I intentionally picked something I knew I was going to okay. care a that, lot. I it like was like that. a it was like the little like pot of gold cherry at the end. on top. Yeah, pot of gold yeah. at the end of the rainbow here. Okay. If we're going to stick with uh, St. Patty's Day themes. Sure. And yeah, I wanted to save myself one that um, okay. it was kind of surprising I hadn't seen it yet. So I I openly avoided it for like 10 years wow. okay. to get to the end of the list with it. So yeah, and yeah. guess who was supposed to join us that day? Was but, it Artie as well? And who couldn't make it? So there's a <laughs> they get that tie-in yeah. theme there. Also with us today here is the OG Oliver crew. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. It was the three of us who did Oliver, an episode that we really like. It's not one of our most listened to episodes, I mean, but it was it, a lot of fun. I think it's a great episode. Yeah, and, I and, really and, do. and I'm sure we're all going to love this movie as much as we all love that movie, right? Yeah, well, I think so. Maybe not, though. <laughs> who knows? I might like Unforgiven a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> we'll see. But a, a fun little tie-in there, too. But there, there, for, for luckily for Chris, there'll be no Billy Joel talk today. Oh, well, God. you never as, know. As, you never, you never know where that uh, beaten road is going to take you. Yeah. I'm just picturing why should I worry playing as as Will <laughs> as Will Money's just blowing like blowing people away. Right. Why should I worry? Throwing his head back on the back <laughs> of the horse. Uh, yeah, no. So, but uh, another cool little tie-in here is that this was our Oliver crew. While Unforgiven was the last Best Picture winner for me to watch to complete my list, the first Best Picture I ever saw was Oliver. So there, there you, go. you go. Those are the bookends here, and this crew wow. is here to to take them there. That just happened to be by coincidence because that was on all the time when I was uh, when I was little. But I want to uh, ask you next, Chris, when you watched it for me that day in um, quite a snowstorm, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah, and it snowed today too. Oddly and enough. it snowed today, oddly yeah. too, and it also snowed during the movie unexpectedly. That was uh, that's right. Kind of, yeah, they they Correct. had that... not planned on that, so they had to write it into the movie. Right. Uh, oh. So so a little just the. Uh, the movie pod gods kind of just like shining it down on us a little yeah. bit. But Chris, what was your earliest memory of Unforgiven? So this was definitely a me and my dad watch uh, probably slightly later because, you know, it came out in 92. So whenever it was out on VHS or, you know, that was the time. It would be VHS, yeah. Yeah, so probably a couple of years after. So I was probably like early teens. Mm. Uh, but I didn't remember when I watched it with you. It was like a fresh watch. I, I oh, you, re- you didn't have I didn't you remember. Watches it. No, no, oh, no, cool. No. 
I mean, I hardly, honestly, I kind of didn't remember it this time either. I'm watching wow. it. I'm like, oh, I remember. Now I remember all this stuff. You know, it kind of yeah. came back to me. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, how about, how about you, Grant? My first watch was a fairly recent one. Hmm. I think it was, it was only a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those movies that you, you know, I feel like in ni- like the early 90s is when I started paying attention to movies and the Oscars and things like that. So it was, I was probably aware of it in that aspect. Like I knew who Clint Eastwood was. I knew it was a Western, but I never got around to watching it. And then I saw it was on. I was like, oh yeah, let me, let me just check this out. Yeah, cool. You know, I'm cool. Big, I, I like Westerns. And while this was the final one to complete my list, and that was probably, I think, well, a little before we started the podcast. Like when, four, four, yeah, four, four years, four years ago, maybe? maybe. It's one I've seen quite a bit since. I've oh, probably wow. seen it at least six times. Oh, since my I've God. Seen it. Yeah, really? okay. yeah it's, become, it's become truly one of my favorites. Uh, Heavy so, in the rotation. Uh, yeah, it's it's one if it if it's on anything I'm gonna keep it on and, mm-hmm. and do it in. and it's also one that I'll kind of like once a year or so will go out of my way to watch just to okay. you know uh, reupdate myself on it here. So I was very familiar for it and in, in preparing for this thing here today and uh, looking forward to talking about it. So before we get there, let's talk about what we're drinking here today. And Grant, you went all out, my friends. You're ready to go today? I did. Like well, like you said before, it was. Um... St. Saint, Saint Patrick's Week. I guess the the new thing now is that you have to set up traps for, for leprechauns, oh, for kids. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Is, that, you're, you're, is that a thing? I'm dealing with that, yes. Okay, so we have a... Tr- so we're and we're list so my daughter's setting up a trap and we're listening to this, like some Irish music and the song about whiskey comes on she's like do leprechauns like whiskey i said yeah probably <laughs> so we so she wanted to get whiskey for the trap as like bait so it, i didn't have any whiskey in the house i i bought uh, i took her to the liquor store and we and we <laughs> She she barges in. She's like, "Where's the Irish whiskey?" I'm like, "Jesus!" Oh wow. So uh, CPS came. Everything was okay. I explained it. And um, no, but we bought a bottle of uh, Quiet Man Irish whiskey. And Quiet Man, of course, is a John Wayne movie. And John John Ford, John Wayne. Yeah, one of one of the biggest cowboys in the film film industry. Yeah. So uh, so I'm drinking some Quiet Man Irish whiskey. Him and Clint are best buddies. Is that right? No, not at all. <laughs> we, I got a story about that later too. It right. ties in with this with this guy. But uh, yeah, that looks delicious stuff here. I actually haven't heard of this one here, Grant. It's pretty but. good. I'm not a I'm not a huge whiskey guy, so I mean, take take my opinion for what it's worth. But I don't feel like it has like that that bite that cool. that whiskey has. I feel like it's kind of smooth to me. All right, well, maybe I'll take a little taste. You, uh, yeah, a little please, later. by all but, means. Um, I have here today uh, from the Duclaw Brewing Company is their Sour Series, their Sour Me Series, and this is Sour Me Dark and Stormy because this is uh, okay. quite a dark and stormy it is. movie. Yes, it is very I mean, much. Dark and not just in tone, but in literal light, lack yeah. of light. Yes, <laughs> it That's is. A thing. It is, yeah. yeah. It's branched off from the Gordon Willis world. It's very uh, Gordon Willis-y. And uh, and stormy indeed. We get a couple nice storms here in this one. So, Definitely. Uh, there you go. That's uh, Duclaw Brewing Company. Nice. And Chris G, what do you have over there? I'm going straight St. Patty's with a uh, Guinness, which I don't usually drink, but uh, you know, tis the season. Tis yeah, the season. I like indeed. I like a good Guinness. As do I. Yeah. yeah as do I. I might, I might steal a little little bit of the leprechauns. Uh, Juice over there, a little, that's great, a little, great. little leprechaun bait. Yeah, yeah. It might be. It looks like it you might know, like, be a Chris like, G and Kieran B bait too. <laughs> you know, like some kids leave out like Lucky Charms or some shit like that. My kids like, where's the Irish whiskey? She is an animal. That is uh, that is amazing. She's she's five years old, by the way. <laughs> okay. I mean, my daughter just 
got a shoebox and was like, oh, I'm going to trap a leprechaun. No, we, we left the whiskey out of it. But, uh, you know. Well, you know. We all parent differently, Grant. Well, she's... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, she, has, she has very Irish parents. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Chris, you've now been doing this thing here for three years, right? It's like 20... This podcast? This or, podcast, or, yeah. Oh, this, this podcast. Yeah. So we've covered quite a few movies here. We've ranked a bunch of movies, and it's kind of like when we do a new one of these, it's... Especially when you're doing a movie that you're either semi-familiar with, it's interesting to kind of watch them under the guise of the podcast and bring it into this world a little bit. How was your experience here watching this uh, this this time around for the for the pod? Listen, I watch movies differently for this podcast than I do normally. When I watch it normally, it's more casual. I'm trying to enjoy. How I mean, doing this podcast for all these years, I do watch movies in general a little bit differently. But specifically, when I watch these for this, I I. Uh, I watch it with a more critical eye. So uh, I'm looking more at the camera work and lighting and, you know, the acting, all the, all the other stuff that most people watch. But uh, I'm a little bit more critical, obviously. Mm-hmm. This one is, a, is, is one that lives up to the, uh, the best picture hype, for sure. So we'll, we won't expand on it too much further there, but I'll kick it off to you, Grant. How about you for this experience? Yeah, this, um, very much like Chris, the way I watch movies now is very different. Without getting into it, I'll get in, we'll get into it later. Obviously, when we unpack this episode, when I first when I first gave this rewatch, I was like, "Oh, I don't remember. Like, I don't know if I like this as much as I as I thought." But then it was one of those things where you rewatch it, and the more you think about it, you're like, "Oh, wait, no, this is actually really great." Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll we'll expand. I can expand on it later right. on, but yeah, there, there's reasons. It's it, it's not it's contemporary, but it, it's kind it's, of a throwback it's, it's to not, something that's less. It, yeah, it's it's not even it's not even that. It's it's I thought like some of the stuff that was being done being said. I'm like, okay, well, that's really ham fisted. I'm like, I don't know, that's kind of the point. And it's <laughs> and it's but uh, well, we'll get into that. Yeah, and there's a particular character uh, I want to talk about too that my opinion has kind of wavered on based on a similar type of of uh, mentality with it. And I'm excited to kick this around and, and get your th- thoughts on all these little. Um, avenues that this movie takes you on and you know one of the things because we we use the sometimes we use the phrase with some of these the quote-unquote love fest you know and sometimes when there's movies it can be unavoidable particularly sometimes when we're doing the specialty episodes you know we're doing kind of something yeah. like, like an elf or something like sure. that like it's just it's hard not to have fun with it yeah, yeah. and you know then there's like the, the heavier movies like a godfather which no one's coming in to bash the godfather so it is in nature going to be a little bit of a, a love fest but i thought what we did a good job of is is kind of breaking down what we thought about some of the bigger elements of the movie. Yeah. And that's kind of my goal in this one is it, because you see all these lists that people have of their best favorite best picture winners or favorite best picture winners of the last 30 years or the last 10 years. That's kind of been a popular one recently. And, you know, I look at that and say, well, you know, there's definitely, I see every so often there's someone who has unforgiven nowhere near their, their top. And what I, what I think the purpose of having a podcast like this is, is, Hey, you know, I'm going to explain my side of it or why I think this is toward the top and, right. and what elements of it make it um, a special movie to me and make it to what the word, the M word is thrown out a lot, you know, a masterpiece. And what I actually consider this movie to be that, you know, and it's a word I've even overused in the past too. And I'm as I get older, I'm trying to use it less and less. But right. yeah. for this one, it's pretty hard for me to not. And that's going to be a lot of what I'll, you know, hope to hope to dissect today. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I think the when you go into a movie that you love, it's one thing to be like, oh, this was awesome, that was awesome, this is great, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the Chris but Farley so, effect. Right <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but if you can break it down in a way where you break down the either the technical aspects of it or the story writing or the acting and stuff, you can break it down in a way where you can say that you love it, but in a way that people will understand. You know, they may not agree but they'll at least understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that's kind of the point. All right, so do we have anything else to, to cover here before we get started with the old the old deep dive? No, well, let's do it. I think it's time to take the plunge out to Big Whiskey and the year, which is 1992. And in the year 1992, the U.S. presidential election saw saxophone play in Bill Clinton defeat George H.W. Bush and independent... Ross Perot. Ross Perot, baby. <laughs> Clinton topped Bush in 32 states to 18. I mentioned Perot because while he didn't win a full state, he did garner nearly 20% of the popular vote. Wow. You know, uh, what, else, you know what else he won, Karen? My heart. <laughs> yeah, Chris, did you Chris, did you vote for him? Absolutely. Yeah, old, I was 12. Old, yeah, 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 old enough sure. to vote. Well, I figured Artie's not here. I might as well take a shot for him. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yes, his self-funded uh, campaign helped him become a bit of a pop culture figure at the time. You saw him on a, a regular in SNL. Oh, yeah. He was on The Simpsons, uh, a bunch of different... I'm sure Mad TV probably had him in the mix at one point. Were too. they around in 92? I might I might just be um, just merging him in with SNL, because I think it was Dana Carvey probably did yeah. the... Oh, he, oh definitely yeah. did. Well, he, he, did yeah. he did Dana Carvey and Bush. Right. Oh, uh, oh did he? No, he did. You uh, mean he did Perot and, and, and Bush? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a famous story of um, David Spade was all dressed up as Perot, ready to do Perot. <laughs> and they're like, ah, they're like, uh, Carvey's going to do both. So you're, you're all set. He sat in the corner like crying because yeah, he couldn't do man. it. But I mean, Carvey, a master impressionist. Of course. I don't, I don't think of David I Spade as I, like an impressionist. You no. Know? They probably just made him look like him and was like, all right, try to do your best. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> David Spade can play two characters, David Spade and Joe Dirt. Which yeah. <laughs> exactly. was basically just Kid Rock. So it was uh, George H.W. going down after his first four years in office. The famous line, read my lips, no new taxes, would come back to haunt H.W. Many consider Bush's campaign defeat can be pinned upon alienating much of his own party by breaking his 1988 campaign pledge to lower taxes. Read my lips. Ah, Let's talk about something a little more fun. The World Series. (laughs) That's got to be your Braves, right? It is. Well, um, it is, but they didn't win. Ah. Yes. Uh, They did not win. But it was a very important near and dear to my heart year because it was the year I became a Braves fan. Well, that was the era I remember them being like pretty dominant. Yeah, 1992, the the run. To to the mid-90s, late 90s, yeah. Yeah, and you know, at least one listener at home, Jay Dowski, knows that I'm going to talk a little more. Is this the Van Slyke game? Is this the uh, Sid Bream, Van Slyke, Bonds, yup, the Francisco Cabrera hit. This is, of course, I'm talking about the NLCS, the uh, series to get into the World Series, and I'll set the stage for everyone except for Jay, who's a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, and would see his team miss the playoffs for about 30 years after I mean, this play. I mean, you talk about <laughs> picking the wrong team. Yeah, oh, yeah. But That's a tough so one. So the Pirates are down three games to one in the series. They come back to game seven, and they have the lead in the ninth inning with two outs and the bases loaded. And the Braves have um, no one to hit except for their third string catcher, who only got a handful at-bats the entire season, I think like 11 to 18 at-bats the whole year. And he was led their last hope unless they wanted to just have a relief pitcher hit. So bases are loaded. Uh, Stan Belenda, I believe, is the pitcher. 
And Francisco Cabrera hits the base hit to left field out of nowhere. Andy Van Slyke famously had told Barry Bonds to move in, and Barry Bonds gave him the international peace sign, <laughs> uh, which is, you see my middle finger sticking up now. Uh, Bonds played deep, came in to get the ball. You throw to catcher Mike Lavalier was late. Sid Bream slid in safe, and the Braves walked off and went to the World Series there. Um they would not win the World Series, as we mentioned. It would be the Toronto Blue Jays winning the oh, is series. That, is that the Joe Carter game? Uh, no, Joe, Joe Carter? Carter is going to be the following year also. So Carter oh, wasn't okay. on the team, but he, it was... Um, His heroics were let. That's over the after. Phillies. Yeah, that oh, was over right, the right. Okay. Yeah, this one, they beat the Braves in six games. Uh, it was uh, Game six was in 11 innings, too. Game ended on a bunt attempt by Otis Nixon with a runner on third base. John Smoltz was pinch running at third. Otis Dixon dropped down a bunt and tried to beat it out and was thrown out, promptly thrown out at first base. No good for me and my Braves. However, you know, I'd go on to get a bunch of good years and they'd win in 95. And yeah. of course, in 2021, I'm wearing the hat here today. Blue Jays were managed by Cito Gaston. Had Hall of Famers Roberto Alomar, Jack Morris, and Dave Winfield on the team. Also GM Pat Gillick was entered into the Hall of Fame. The Braves Hall of Famers were manager Bobby Cox, GM John Scherholz, and also pitchers Glavin and Smoltz. Maddox wouldn't join the team till the following year. The Toronto Blues would be the first non-American team to win the World Series. Okay. Um, and they'd win the following year, too. And those are the only years that a Canadian team has won. So now there really only is one Canadian team, and that's the Blue Jays. Sure. So exposed no more. So that is the 1992 World Series. We are headed over now to the number one Billboard song of 1992. And it's a goodie. A, a, a karaoke favorite of mine. If, uh, if I can get the high notes on that night. It's The End of the Road by Boys to Men. Oh, great one. Great good song. tune. Real, yeah, real feel really good. Is. Feel good tune. I used to get all the feels back in the day for that, from that song. Yeah, I guess it's not a feel good song. It's not song, a feel good but song. It, it make, no, no. It does make you feel kind of warm, though. I remember leaving a summer camp and driving down the road. At the end of the summer. <laughs> you were happy the summer camp was over. No, I was not. Oh. I was sad. Oh, I was, oh, you're sad. But it's I, like a warm sad. Well, it was like a, the, the song came on the radio and I was emotional. Dude. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's when all some, my camp friends, gone for the year. Sometimes the universe is your soundtrack. That's right. Like sometimes <laughs> sometimes it works out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a movie. It definitely yeah. was. For sure. yeah. Great tune. And I have to shout out an unbelievable cover of that song by... Me first and the Gimme Gimme. Oh. Chris, you introduced oh, really? me to that yeah. one. Yeah, Fat my uh, my guy Fat Mike from No Effects is yeah. uh, the bass player for them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a bunch of bands have yeah, the, people the, in that the Foo Fighters guitarist is in there. Uh, yeah, in well, the he too. was in a band called No Use for a Name, so he come he came from the punk gotcha. scene. Punk okay. scene yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great tune. Well, we have now a couple other real bangers here. The uh, other chart topping bangers of 1992 include. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. Love that tune. Save the Best for Last by the lovely Vanessa Williams. That's another, okay. that's another emotional one. Great song. Yeah. For sure, yeah. We're going to keep going with the emotional ones here. This is a, another very, very sad song. Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a rough one. Yep. Um, Be, yeah, because of the... Yeah, the, his, his the, son yeah, yeah. and all that. Look it up. I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> to keep it keep it light. Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. It, uh, no. It's a heroin <laughs> Another <song>. uplifting song. <laughs> That's actually more uplifting than the last one, so <laughs> it's fine. Right. 
Icky breaky hard. At least the the tempo's a little. Uh, a, yeah, a that little song's better. so fucking depressing, though. That had to be the Billy biggest. Ray Cyrus. That had to be it's the just, biggest. It's just, it's just depressing because it was actually a, like a big hit. That has yeah. to be the biggest country song of that year. That right? was the biggest country oh, song sure. of the year. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we talked about it in our uh, in one of our right. episodes there, Chris. Yeah. Whatever. We, was it misery? Or? Um, I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was. Misery? Was uh, it was it was at your house? It was, oh, it was probably um, it was uh, probably um, a league of their own. Oh, that makes sense. Ninety two. Yeah. To be with you by Mr. Big. It's a good song. Uh, that's good another tune. good one. Oh, man, what a good year of it really is crappy songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two more here: Black or White by Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and of course, Jump by the Legends Criss Cross. Criss Cross. Yes, love that one. Oh, yeah, the Black and White by Michael Jackson probably hasn't aged. That sentiment probably hasn't aged that well, or has it? I don't know. No, I mean it's about, it doesn't matter. It's a, well, I mean Michael Jackson hasn't aged well. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more of the issue. Yeah. You know, the, right? None of nothing yeah. about him has aged well. Yeah. The music video of him dancing around with Macaulay Culkin is probably not oh, great either. God. You know, but oh well. Unforgiven is the Best Picture winner for oh. the year 1992. It was directed and produced by the legendary Clint Eastwood. It was written directly for the screen by David Webb Peoples. Music by Lenny Newhouse and and Clint Eastwood himself. Right. Cinematography by Jack N. Green, who worked on a bunch of Clint projects, White Hunter, Black Heart, Bird, Bridges of Madison County, amongst others, think Absolute Power. And he did a few um, BPC draft veterans, too. Uh, Is that right? Yes, he did. Speed 2 Cruise Control in our very first Oh, not good ones. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> 51st Dates, Chris, the movie you, you selected I, I there. I have, yeah. And... 40-Year-Old Virgin, the DP oh, wow. for 40-Year-Old Virgin. There you go. What a... Unforgiven to 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, what an <laughs> odd career this is. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, film editing by Joel Cox, who won the Film Editing Award in this one. He was also nominated for two other Clint movies, Mystic River and American Sniper. Art and set direction by Henry Bumstead and Janice Black Goodeen. Unforgiven is starring Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, Richard Harris, Francis Fisher, Anna Thompson, and Saul Rubinick. Nominated for nine Oscars, the winner of four. It won for Best Picture, Best Director Clint Eastwood, Best Supporting Actor Gene Hackman, and Best Film Editing Joel Cox. Was nominated for but did not win Lead Actor Clint Eastwood, Original Screenplay, Cinematography, Art and Set Direction, and Sound. Unforgiven is currently at number 140 on the IMDb 250 and on the AFI list. Uh, the first time around, it was at 98. And then when they redid the list 10 years later, it popped up to number 68 on the AFI Top 100. It grossed just over 101 million worldwide on a $14.4 million budget. Not bad for old Clint there, who's always always a good friend of the budgetary departments. Always gets his movies oh. Oh, studio, on time and under budget. love it. That's probably a good place to start with this, is, is Clint as a director here. You know, he's won two Best Picture, Best Directors. This movie we're talking about today, Unforgiven, and Million Dollar Baby, a movie we have not covered yet. So he was honored twice, been nominated a bunch of times in between. Certainly an actor's director. Yeah, he's for like, sure. He's appreciated. For sure. Yeah, appreciated very much by the, the SAG ensembles of the world. And also, it's, you know, he's someone who's had a lot of nominees out of his movies. A lot of people nominated for Oscars and a bunch of winners, too. And can always get the nice uh, veteran cast going. So yeah, I mean, I think that's from being an actor himself. You know, he, he knows how to let these guys cook when they 
when they want to or when they need to. Some I think a lot of directors that don't necessarily, didn't come from acting can try to get too involved in the performance aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of directors don't trust actors, right? Mm. Or they're so obsessed with their vision. Well, they have a yeah, exactly. That like they want people to do it exactly how they want it. And Clint's like, no, it's your character. Yeah, you like, do you, it. You do what you think. Yeah, like I'll give you notes here and there, but like, like this is your realm. I'm doing this other stuff over here. Do your thing. Yeah, and and you know, you know and, and you can't really argue with it because a lot of his movies are really good yeah but i mean yeah. there's then there's also guys like tarantino that are like no no you have to say it exactly how i'm i wrote it and yeah billy this, wilder yeah another one there's plenty yeah. of those guys too. fincher fincher, yeah. fincher kubrick kubrick yeah but those are people actors hate i mean they they didn't enjoy working with it depends right because i feel like they're there's some like, actors well like it. or fincher like brad pitt works with fincher a lot yeah people work with tarantino all the time over and over again i guess it depends on yeah, actor, if you're if you're okay with it, yeah, or yeah, if that's yeah. something that like y- that brings out a better performance in you, great. But like, there's some actors that just can't stand it and don't react well to it. You know? yeah, yeah, and and you know, in in hearing Clint explain a little bit about what you know what made him become a director and what why he is the way he is with it is he started in a very genre based world in westerns and westerns while he was going through them, he was on Rawhide, which was a TV show for years, and then started getting. You know, not typecast, but kind of put into that world. Right. And he said all of the directors of Westerns back then, they all had a style that was very cookie cutters the same way. This is what Westerns are. This is how Westerns are. This is the genre. Get used to it. And he would have tons of suggestions about, yeah, yeah, but let's do it this way. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're making a Western today. This is how we do it. Yeah. Well, what if the character does it? No. And no one would ever listen to him. So when he started doing it himself, he started implementing some of the ideas and and really kind of saw a breakthrough in, in some of these late pieces for uh, yeah. for a, a genre that was kind of dying, if not dead. You know, by the time Clint started doing them again in the for 70s. For sure, yeah. And, you know, that's that's kind of how the creative process can can develop, too. It's like you, you, you're stifled for all these years. Then you finally get an opportunity. And it's like, all right, let's, you know, let's open this up to the people on the set. You know, yeah. no one listened to me then, so now how about I listen to this guy? We'll, we'll talk about Richard Harris's character later in this, but he had a lot to do in in creating English Bob and some of the big That's parts good. of English Bob and it was because Clint let him kind of run with it. I don't remember the story verbatim, but I heard an interview with Sam Levine, who was one of the Inglorious Bastards, and it was the um, it was like the first Bear Jew mm-hmm. scene, where like the script was written a certain way, but then Quentin was like, "Okay, well, like try you know try this, try that," and they kind of like worked together. Sam, like Sam and like the main German that gets his head bashed in yeah. to like, okay, well if he does like, he, like he told the German to like do something else and leave and left it up to Sam to like react in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if that works, we'll keep that. And if it doesn't, we'll just use what we got. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's good to, I feel like something this big needs to be collaborative. Definitely. It has to be. Yeah, definitely. And, and on top of that, in, and this this was a script that was bounced around for quite a while. Yeah, was, a long time. Yeah, yeah. it was originally uh, going to be a Francis Ford Coppola directed. Yeah, and he was going to do it with John Malkovich. Uh, or Malkovich, he to? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it um, <laughs> that could have been Clint weird. got got wind of the script. Yeah, and wanted to do it, and Coppola's you know Coppola had the rights to it, but when Clint was calling about it, it had just expired the day before. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Oh, it's open. Let me buy it." But he he um. He wasn't old enough yet. He wanted to age into the right. 
right. rolled a little bit. That so makes it sense. Sat on the shelf, collected some dust, then he dusted it off really at the perfect time. Um, yes. Because if you, you know, this is, if you took it like 92, Westerns had kind of gone away. <laughs> no one's doing Westerns in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, well, well, I mean, this is, not to, not to jump ahead, but this really is an anti-Western. Right. In a lot of ways. It, I find it to be an anti-Western and also a, maybe like, a farewell to that genre in a way, like, like a farewell for him. Like, I think he's kind of, this is it. Like this was his last hurrah in this for genre. A, for a true Western. Yeah. It, 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 it felt like a love letter and a, a goodbye letter to Westerns. Yeah. To and and yeah. a bit of a commentary on his own career. There's yeah, definitely totally. some, some meta base, but I love that. It's none very, of that. I find it to be very meta. Definitely. Yeah. But I feel like none of that got in the way of some of the deeper themes no. of the movie. Yeah, I think it added no, to it's, it. It's not one of those things. It, it doesn't feel forced in there. It's just like. It runs alongside If it. you If you want to pick that up, that's fine. Yeah. We don't have to. No, like it's it's yeah, no, it's definitely dealer's choice, yeah. basically. Yeah, and but it, uh, it does. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Karen. It does to your point, Grant. It does kind of go against what a lot of, in a lot of ways goes against Western norms. Like uh, yeah, even the characters that it's everything's reversed. Like mm-hmm. the the good guys are well, there are the guys no good appear, guys. Yeah, that's the point. Is that like yeah. the guys that perceive themselves as good guys in this movie are are not good guys, <laughs> right? They're, they're I would say Morgan Freeman's the only one that kind of has a a bit of a moral compass. But he didn't. He didn't used to. Like that's the thing Correct. too. Like money. Will Money is a bad fucking person, right. and he deserves to die. Like yeah. he really deserves to die. But, the, but everybody in this, except for Morgan Freeman's character, everybody is pretending to be or lying to themselves about who they are. But yeah, this is one of my. This is one of the main themes about the movie to me, and that is either. And we, we get a lot of this with English Bob and, and uh, Little Bill in their conversations in the jail cell where the Old West stories are romanticized and embellished. Right. And whatever's not embellished are so awful that they shouldn't be celebrated. Right. Mm. And I feel like that's a huge theme coming into this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, like, the heroes of the Old West... They're full of shit. Yeah. And what really happened was terrible. You shoot a guy in the gut yeah. and then like you let your friend, you let their friends give him water as he dies. Yeah. Like that's kind of what the real West was like. Yeah. I mean, and we, you know, you can isolate the death scenes in this movie. You know, you got one dying on a crapper, one right. yeah. having this. It's unglamorous. Uh, yeah. One having this agonizingly long Austin Powers esque. <laughs> you know, yeah. I need a wild glass of water, please. <laughs> Very badly burned. <laughs> I'm um, trying to put pressure on my leg and see if I can hold it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, one character is dies while being interrogated, right. you know, like accidentally or no, yeah, or not intentionally. But he just, yeah. yeah, he just, oh, he died. Okay. You know, so th- there's a lot of the end. You know, you said, you know, people just being embellished and full shit. Persona is one of the main topics and themes of yeah. this thing. And we see all of the, the Schofield kid, yeah, the Duke these, of these, death. Repu- these reputations it's, that aren't real. It, none right? of them. Yeah. It's, well, even, even I'm sorry. Even the um, what they hear happened to the prostitute. Oh, they cut her teats. Yep. They did this. They cut her they eyes out. They cut her eyes out. Yeah. None of that. You know, most of that isn't true. So everything is being embellished, and yeah. everything is is not what it seems to be. Yeah, the Schofield kid with his five kills. Right. And, uh, yeah, the guy who came well, at him with the knife, and yeah, it's just it's it all gets talked up to that way. And there's even there's even the part early on because we see it then from the reverse end, 
with Will Money kind of trying yes. to suppress right. all that and trying to ignore that yeah. that that I'm not that what guy he actually anymore. did. Well, yeah, you know, right. he's like, oh, he, play, he down. plays down his numbers. He plays yeah. down. But I, I, another another thing I noticed about this movie was see this is the, what I was talking about before. Like when I first watched the movie, I'm like, okay, well it's kind of really thin on like, the storyline, and then I'm like thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah. oh no, that's brilliant. Like yeah, that's kind yeah. of what they do. But like a lot of this movie is so also about, and it's like kind of like a modern thing, but male insecurity. Right, where like English Bill making up stories about himself and Schofield Kid, and the about, guy the guy cutting up a prostitute because he has a little because I mean, he has a little thing dick. In motion. The yeah. inciting incident, it's, a, it's a guy having a little dick. The inciting yeah. incident is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a guy being sensitive about his small. He's also he's also quick, Mike. Yeah, that's yeah. The two <laughs> things together probably isn't the best thing. Yeah, if, if you have a if you have a like little pistol, you have yeah. a little pea shooter, little, little and you're quick on the draw, and you're quick on the draw, it's not you know it's probably the ideal situation for the prostitute. I'll put it that way. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a that's uh, a dream. Uh, that's a dream. That's a dream, John, yeah. right there. And 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 the one <laughs> act that we see, this vicious act that we see in in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. after, after the opening title card, sets this whole thing into motion. And yeah. think about how many lives are lost, how many lives are changed. You know, yeah. how many people are, are displanted or, or now lost to their loved ones or, or widowed, whatever, or, widow, yeah. or widow, just well, because of someone overreacting yeah. to a because situation. Because someone in a, laughed in a, at his small pecker. But but doing so in a in a violent, hateful oh, way. Oh, incredibly hateful. And one, yeah. of the, one of the other main themes of this movie from, from my eyes is, is, is that a vicious act in this world doesn't go away. It comes back to you. It, right. it goes yeah. or, or it goes back to the next guy. It stays it, with us. It, rever- it stays around. It reverberates. Around. Right? It, it does, yeah. and, and it's a chain reaction throughout. You can't just make one vicious thing. And it's and it's funny when they're talking to Clint, um, to, to Will Money's character. Oh, I heard you did this, and I heard you did that. And his response basically is just like, Yeah, I just I was drunk a lot back then. I don't yeah. really remember. You know, like, it was yeah. There was, there was no, nothing that I remembered when I sobered up. And I have, it wasn't I have, anything that that he was even glorifying in his own mind. It was just, he I was know, just he's, a, he's he's ashamed of it. I do have yeah. a take on the the drinking aspect of um, of his history. He keeps using the drinking almost as an ex- excuse or a way to explain all these acts. Yeah, but realistically, it's I think that's just that that that's the guy inside of him, and I think that's. Maybe the way he was able to let it loose, or he's, or even just his excuse for doing it—he's rationalizing. Right, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not he's, really. He's a dry. He's a dry drunk. Right. Some people just can't change. Yeah. They, like they, like right. the woman, like the he married a woman and he settled down, but then she passed away, and it, it was very easy for him to fall back into. He was that able to life. repress it. He wasn't yes. able to change though. Right. He, right. Exactly. The. the how I saw it was is that the alcohol and quitting the alcohol was the the way that he was able to like, control currently, currently suppress it, yeah. his yeah. past and and it needed to be objectified. It had right. to be and and the alcohol quitting alcohol was his way to say because he's always like she she taught me away from the alcohol and the wickedness you know right, and, and right. that was yeah. you know and he brings up his cruelty to animals you know like uh, um, well that's what I'm saying is like. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't drunk when he was being harsh with the animals. He, he might just, have that been. Just, could that's have just, been. Yeah. He could have been. But I think I that's think what was. they were trying to say is that's who he was. And she was like, no, no, that's not how you do that. So I think he was able to contain or repress these things. But I think it's inherently who he is. Yeah. The the, the, 
the words I, I, I heard um, Clint using while he explained it is, is, is a man who's tortured by his past trying to reconcile it through the memory of his wife. So he associated his wife with the person that got him away from what was going on. Right. He's trying well, to reconcile it, but that torture is still there, still inside him. Well, this is where the big change came for me because when I first watched the movie, you know, I give the when I give this movie another rewatch, I'm like, all right, we get it. Like your wife cured you of your wickedness. You're not the same guy anymore. You don't need to hammer the point home. You that's, keep hammering yeah. it home. That's not and, that, and then yeah. it dawned on me. I'm like, he's lying to himself. Right, yes. Exactly. Yes. And yep. and I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yes, it is. Yeah. He's he's trying he's trying to lie to himself that he's not that guy anymore. Meanwhile, he really knows that he is. And, yeah, and, she and, cured me of the wickedness. And yeah. Let's, let's let's. I want to be clear on this. I believe that you can be more than one thing at the same time. For sure. He that part of him is in there, and I think the part of him that's trying to be a decent father and a decent human being that's also well, him. He, yeah. You can be two things at the same time. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, he goes back to his kids. And he doesn't do anything like this ever Correct. again. Yeah. As far as we know. Yeah. I think he's both of those people. You I can. Think, yeah. Any, everybody can. You can compartmentalize it. Sure. There is the moment though. And, and I guess, I guess let's, let's, let's put a, um, I want to talk about the end as a whole in, For in sure. a larger form. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. want to go yeah. into it. It was just, it was just now, like, we'll yeah. just, we'll bookmark it there. Okay. Back, Cause there's definitely a lot to say on that, okay. on that too. But I do want to say about the opening and closing title card scenes just because this is a topic that we've talked about here much. The script itself was written by uh, David Webb Peoples. And Clint actually, who really liked the script, normally will have like the red marks on the script where he wants things changed. And he submitted this one. There's really no red on it. It was like, this is, the script yeah. is oh, that's cool. what it is. The only area where there was red was in the beginning, in the end. Okay. And he said, this can't be voiceover. Oh, okay. So the title uh, cards were supposed to be voiceover. And he went, no, we need a, we want a long shot. Yeah, we want we want a little music, and I want I want it to be a title Just a little, card. little Star Wars text crawl. I mean, that's, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's that's all it needs. And it's not like it's in not, a galaxy far, far away. It's, no, it's, it's like it's she a, was a comely young woman. Yeah, and, and it was. Yeah. It's kind of it's it's a very cryptic. It, it's very folksy. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's better than. I feel like that's better than Sam Elliott. <laughs> you know, he's giving like a voiceover. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the voice of the old West, Sam Although, Elliott. Listen, we love that, and that that's fine. She was a comely young woman. She was a comely old woman, and her mother would have preferred she married one of her many suitors. <laughs> yeah. She died of smallpox in 1978. I mean, listen, I love it in the Big Lebowski. It's the best. It's my favorite. <laughs> but it part works. Of the it movie. works in Lebowski, like because yeah. Lebowski is such an absurd movie. Yeah, yeah. You thought it was Dad. I always loved it was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was cool. It's like I don't have any notes except for this yeah. one. No voiceover. I think please. the ge- like, the genius of this movie is is its simplicity. Like it it doesn't try to do. It's a very simple much. movie. And I think, Grant, I kind of understand exactly where you were coming from because on the surface, on the face of it, it's easy to be like, "This is pretty like condescending." Rude. Yeah, like <laughs> ba- it's, pretty, it's pretty basic. It could, like if yeah. you look at it that way, you can be like, "This is pretty basic." But like if you really look at it. It's actually it's it's no it's perfect the yeah, way no, it, it, is. Yeah, it is and it's also kind of as as straightforward as it is it's also kind of wonderfully complex because right. and this is one of my favorite parts about the movie is that you can see every character's wheels turning you, yeah. whether it's Morgan Freeman whether it's Schofield kid whether it's little Bill 
uh, it, it, Saul Rubinick, they're all reacting and listening and seeing what's going on and processing how that affects them, what they'll do. And they're, with, and they're trying to make the most of it. They're trying to make the most of yeah. it, see how, see how they, what their next move should be. Like, God, even, it sounds even, so simple, but it's hard to get that to yeah. come across in a movie without a, a character just being, this character's yeah. here for this purpose, this, here, this person's here to explain this, and that's all they even, are. Even Strawberry Alice and Delilah. Like, yeah. They're, they're, they're constantly evolving with the story. Yeah, Skinny the bartender. Skinny the bar. Yeah, even everyone. just like man, that first scene of yeah. them with the two guys tied up and them working out how they're going to handle this. Yeah, yeah. like that's pretty good writing. I'm going to find know? him, Alice. Yeah, you, you guys are really generous, Skinny the bar. I mean, he's a pimp. I mean, that's what I would call it. <laughs> oh, right? very, mu- very much, he very much is a pimp. But I mean that, but that's how that was back then. Where, he made like, bartend on the side, but pimping is his main. <laughs> game. That's his main. Yeah. That's his main source of income. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Bartending is side hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, pimping certainly ain't, certainly ain't easy in this movie. It ain't easy. No. I mean, really, Alice is the one that's really in charge of everything, in yeah. term, but like just not on paper. So Bill doesn't listen to her. Yeah, played by uh, Francis Francis Farmer from Titanic. Fisher. Uh, sorry, Francis Fisher from Titanic. Francis Farmer. Francis, is somebody very different. Francis yeah. Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle. Exactly. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's a Nirvana uh, song. It's a Nirvana oh yes, song. yes. Okay. I'm She's the comforted in being saved. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. It is a good song. We talked about her in in Titanic and her, her vicious eyes in that. Yes. And they come back in a more of it's a protagonist a, a, way in this. It's a very similar role though. I feel uh, like it's no, I mean, no, but like she's, she's very she's, much the antagonist. I think in Titanic. She's, it's the opposite of that character. <sighs> There's part of me though that like her, it's her she, face. <laughs> well, it, it definitely is her face, <laughs> Yeah, but like, but part of it is like, she doesn't in Titanic. She doesn't listen to her daughter about what she wants. In this movie, she doesn't listen to Delilah about what she wants. Yeah, Delilah's like, oh, I want the horse. Yeah, she's like, I'll take the <laughs> oh, horse. I was, I was thinking that. Yeah. Like, take the fucking horse, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, at the very least, you could sell it and make like right. 400 bucks. That's probably more money than she's, she <sighs> could ever make. Yeah, know, like. but like, and that's, I don't even know how to articulate. Because I, because I, watching this, you're like, okay, well, this is definitely a theme. But I don't know how to articulate that. Where people are defending a victim in such a way but without consulting the victim of what you, but what they want. Mm. Right. I don't know how to articulate that into one or two words. Right. But that's definitely like, that, that's uh, definitely it, a problem. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Women are speaking for other women in this. It's mm-hmm. not just the men that are speaking for women, even like it's, quote unquote it, allies. It's like, she's being mansplained, but by, yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to articulate it, but yeah. it's definitely yeah. something that came across how about my mind. Take the horse, sell the horse, Pay somebody to kill those two guys, and then you get the horse, and you get to kill them <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, some some of the other prostitutes can keep their money, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you can look at it too as a saying like, why is why is Will Money going into this world to get money to better his life when they can just take the money instead of give it to him and better their own life? The so same money he would take to do that. And I think part of that well, is the, the hierarchy built in their society. Well, you know, it's, it's also it's harder also, for a woman to make her way in yeah, that time period. Yeah. Well, I think they want ju- justice and revenge are the things that they are looking for. That's, and that's true. Yeah, that's from, true. from the top of it. But like you're saying, it is hard for a woman to make her way. Just take the money and go make her way. Right. But it's probably right. also hard for a woman in Delilah's situation to speak up to her so-and-so boss yeah, and say, yeah. oh, I her do want that horse. A supervisor. Know? Supervisor, yeah. How, yeah. How, how woman or yeah a day it. manager all the little wonderful complexities of this movie there really are the characters really yeah, more it more than it a, more than i thought when i first yeah. watched it yeah and it just make it makes it a, a, an easy movie to revisit and and i think part of chris is you're saying you just forgot so much about it because it's kind of like 
while it is pretty straightforward, there's kind of a lot going on. There is. It is all, a lot of it is subtle. Like I think Grant said, even like the faces they're making. And the first hour of it is paced pretty slowly. So like, it's it, not yeah. like it's, it's not like it's in your face. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, that's not a criticism. It's just a, I'm, it's just something that's a fact. It, it is, yeah. it's, it's slow but, burn. And there's a lot of little nuances. And if you're not really paying close attention, it is easy to miss some stuff. You know, it's a very easy to kind of linger to your phone. I mean, I'm not saying I did that. I'm saying I can yeah. see how somebody even could it. You know, yeah. like so, so that that's interesting that you say that too because I was thinking while watching this last night that the pacing of this is really like a train, but not like a freight train or a bullet train, like no. a. Like a stagecoach, like yeah. it's like they're it's, on Concord line. Not, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> like it's not like it, like express chain, train flying no, through. Like, oh my god, I can't keep moving. up. Yeah, but it's but it's moving, and it's all moving well, towards the destination, yeah. and it's building. It's it's mm. and and that's a lot of 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 what part of the movie is too. Is correct. The first half of this movie is paced like your traditional western. Correct, yeah. totally. And yes. a lot of old westerns from the sixties, the Sergio Leones, some of them are very slow, yeah. and they're great, but they're very slow. And then it's, I mean, this late, movie it's, it's was late. It's it's after, it's after the first encounter in Big Whiskey, where it really it feels like a more modern movie. Yeah, right. But we don't get a lot of scenes where nothing's going on. There's oh no! Every no, no. scene, something's happening. Yeah, There's not totally. a lot of. Like, it's every, not like a like a John Ford ton of dead time. Take a look at this painting. Like it's 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 this happens, then this happens, right. then this and happens, what, and this happens, and, then, and it speeds up as it goes. What's interesting about that is that. You also don't need this is kind of this might be the brilliance of Clint Eastwood, where you don't need all of that to enjoy the movie. You can just see the movie for as it is, like, oh, an old former gunslinger comes into town and 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 writes the wrong. Mm. You can you can look at it that sure, way. It's yeah, still enjoy yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah. But like if you want to dig deeper, you can totally do that and have a blast with that also. Yeah. Yeah. Um w- one of the things that, that he uh, that Clint said he loved about directing it is is that he views it as this movie where we're headed towards this horrible destination, and because of the actions that have been put in place, starting with the the original crime, and then it, yeah. then them taking making the decision to put the word out there and get this going, that there's this unstoppable force coming, and it's an avalanche. It's it, and it's and you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah. it might not get here tomorrow. It might not get here next week. But it's coming, and you can stave it off. But it's on its way, and it's coming. Well, and that kind of that process of a movie, a film, is a fun thing to do because you're getting to this thing you know is going to happen. We brought up yeah. Titanic before. Titanic kind of, in little feel, ways, plays that, that way, way too. too. Yeah. You know that this is going to end poorly. Well, it's like what what uh, after English Bob gets beat up, or Alice is like, or after English Bob leaves, I think, or Alice is like, oh, rain's coming, or storms coming. She says something like that. You're like. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> and how about when Hackman looks out the window and goes, "We could use some rain." You know, yeah, a little later to this. Yeah, I I do find this movie there, there's there's aspects of this movie that feel really almost like mystical to me. Like like you gotta use the word for, the, a force. Eastwood is like, his character is a force in this movie that is headed. Even even I you know I know we'll go into the final scene mm-hmm. later. It's final scenes later, but uh, there is something mystical about him and his character it's, and his and his yeah. aura like 
it's mythological. Yeah, I guess that maybe that's more of what I'm talking about. Or yeah, he just he's, he's almost like death or something like that. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like he's headed that direction, man. It's taking a while, but we're gonna get there. Yeah. When he gets there, watch out for and, sure. And like, the movie is formatted in a in a very cool way where we we start off title card aside, we start off with the act, and that's little Bill how he's gonna handle this, and then we go off and we meet Clint and the Schofield kid and Morgan Freeman, and we we build up that little. Hey, you know, let's get the band together and head. But then we stop, and we go back to Big Whiskey, mm-hmm. and the movie just leaves the other stuff aside. We don't, you know, we are not cross cutting. We're they're, not. They're just yeah. They're just they're just now, on horseback. We, yeah, we're now we in know where this they are. little Bill, this English Bob set piece here. The where it's duck of death. Little Bill versus English <laughs> Bob, and what's going to happen? And man, every single time this part of the movie gets me. I'm, I'm just I love it. Always drawn into this. It's the when it starts off in the train. It's like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy? You know, and yeah, and, yeah. Or he's talking, talking shit about maybe if you guys had a uh, queen or a king instead of a president, you wouldn't be so inclined to injure them. Yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole talk about why it's so easy to or why, why kill it makes, a president. It makes so much sense to shoot a president, but not a queen or a king. Yeah, is just kind of this hilariously insane like section. Well, it's a really it's a really obnoxious thing to do. <laughs> well, this, is, this is this is an insecure man. This yeah. is male insecurity, yeah. where like he puts on airs to make himself feel more important than he is. Yeah. Well, it's also a very. I'm sorry. That's a very British fucking thing to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how they feel. Like, that's yeah. a- it's, listen, St. Patrick's Week. Fuck the British. <laughs> Richard Harris, the great Richard Harris, and we'll talk about him in another Amazing. Best yeah. Picture winner. He, he's in Gladiator. He's uh oh yes he's uh, Joaquin Phoenix's dad, father right? yeah the dad oh my god yeah, that's yeah. awesome okay so what do you guys think about Saul Rubinick's character like how do you feel about the character itself I like the love character it. a lot you love it absolutely love, love it. it and I love it more and more every time I see the movie okay, so I did not I'll tell, appreciate I'll, it early I'll, I'll, I'll tell just you don't under, I don't understand the point of the character I, I like the performance it's not that I'll tell you why I'll tell you why it's necessary okay because of everything I said before about the stories of the old west being bullshit. It's bullshit because of guys like him. Because he's guys writing. that have no business being in these gunfights, being near these people, glorifying right. this violence and glorifying these these murderers for for, for profit. For profit. Yeah. So like it's and I but see. like right, if it wasn't sense. for guys like him, there would be no good and bad and the ugly. There would be no Once Upon a Time in the West. And, there would be no none of these properties. And. And not only do they have no business being there, but they often never are there. And this right. guy it's all secondhand. gets to be there right. for this. And how does he react? Well, first we see graphically piss his pants. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, we get to see him get a gun handed to him and have a decision to make with the gun. And, oh, and I he, love that he scene. Handle any of it really very well. But he hops from character to character, mm-hmm. trying to see the truth to the very he end. Goes, when he goes, well, wait. So which order did you kill him in? This guy, that guy goes. I'm not sure, but I can tell you who's gonna be last. <laughs> he, go, he he just like 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 somebody that just like hops from like girl to girl that's hotter. Yep, something like that. Yeah. He's like, okay, English Bob is like, okay, he's not as badass as as little Bill. So he hops on little Bill, and he's like, 
oh, Will Money's really the yeah. badass. So like, let me and, interrogate him. And his his cockiness behind each guy until right. he moves on to the next guy. Like, oh, he's, he's he's a crony. He's, yeah, and he's behind. Uh, well, you know, he's he behind. Play, he flicks the coin. Oh, the that that made me so mad. He's such a fucking <laughs> punk. He's such a punk. Yeah, I, and I thought he's wonderfully played by. Sal oh yeah, Lubin. that that yeah. that was it was, that, that it was in your favorite one true romance. Got more taste in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, another example of a not an insulary character, but a smaller scale character within the movie that's that's telling his own story and making his own point well, in this thing. A part of the reason I ask is because there's so much going on in this movie that and it is subtle, and there's a but there's a, it's easy to miss. Like I kind of missed the the importance of that character. You guys explained it well, and I. Now I kind of I get why he's there, but there, there's a part of me that was like watching him, like what the what what purpose is this guy yeah, what's serving going in this on movie? Here, you know, right? like, yeah. but now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's it's just a, probably a little bit of that, like all of those stories told, all those tall tales over there has the right. one guy who's who wasn't there, but he's like, I'll tell you what happened because yeah, I spoke to this guy. To that somebody guy. had to survive to tell the story, or some, or at least somehow somebody had to tell the story to tell somebody. You know, there has to be somebody out there. That survived it. You know? Yeah, and you know we have the 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 duck of death book that he's got there, and it's Hackman's kind of looking at it like, "What well, is this piece of shit?" Yeah, like, yeah. and he's like, "Well, the cover, you know, you take certain liberties on the cover because the cover sells it, right. so that's part of the industry. That's what we do." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I don't see much different in the content in this thing than the cover." And he goes, "Well, there's a certain poetry to the language that I like to embrace," and it's like, "Here, right. this is like we're getting to the nuts and the bolts here by why all these stories are bullshit." Because guys like you paint up covers and then have a little fun with the poetry of the language. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the duck of death is the duke of death. Right. Richard Harris's English Bob, one of the things I alluded to earlier with him having some nuance on the character, uh, he came up to Eastwood and was like, you know, I think that this character should speak the king's English in the early part when he's talking himself up. And then when he's been degraded to the end, he's been beat up and he's on the carriage leaving town to have the cockneyed... Low that's brow. such a great yeah. touch. Oh, yeah, and yeah. and that's and he's just like, I love it. Do it. Boom. You, you can even tell that's a thing where he confronts Wild Bill outside of the barber shop, and he has to ask him twice. He's like, Oh, I thought you were dead, but he's, he stutters the first time. Yeah, and like in kind of a different dialect, where yeah. like he was so caught off guard that Wild Bill's there, showing his true colors that he yeah, yeah that he kind of forgot to put on airs. And another example of stories being told. Oh, I thought you fell off your horse. Like this is that you know the. the the different personas of all the characters. Yeah, well, uh, that, that is and it's not my favorite quote, but it is a quote that he mentioned, where uh, where to that, well, Bill says, "Hell, even I thought I was dead, till I found out it was just that I was in Nebraska." <laughs> <laughs> like that's, it's like uh, just some un, unforeseen shade thrown out of Nebraska. Yeah, but, I love Nebraska, by the way. I've been there. Once I have and, never been. Yeah, I went to Omaha and had a lovely time. It was, okay. uh, in the heat of the summer is hot as all hell, but Midwest is like. It's, it gets so hot. Yeah. It gets so hot and so cold in that in that region. It really does. Yeah, some great great steak out there. Let me tell you, Omaha steaks. Oof. There you go. Would you go for their ba- go there for baseball? Or uh, just... Yeah, yeah. We we had a tournament and uh, we got to see the College World Series. We got to see the, the final game. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. It was uh, that was Florida versus uh, uh, South Carolina? The, nice. the Gamecocks. The game, nice. The Gators versus the Gamecocks. There it is. So. We haven't talked a lot. We talked a little bit about it. We haven't talked a lot about Gene Hackman yet and and his character. Little Bill is a whole other you know, not to uncrack in this movie. I mean, he's running parallel to what's going on with, with Clint's character. You know, yeah. he's the, they're obviously going to meet in the middle here in the end, but a lot to unpack. Incredible character. One of, one of my favorite characters on film, mm. really. 
like after, after watching this, like, like everything when I when I watched the when I watched it the first time, and like I had some issues here and there, and I'm like, but Gene Hackman just completely nails it. Yeah, and the characters per- the characters perfect basically. I mean, he he is really ex- reminiscent of exactly what I'm talking about in this movie. Is claiming to be one thing, but is really something completely different. He implements these rules in the town: no guns, you know, no uh, vigilantes. Meanwhile, he has a gun. Honestly, he, he's worse than any vigilante that that'll come into that town. Like, yeah, he, he's he, a, yeah, big, big bully. He's building this house badly. You know, he's amazing. Tri- he's trying. Amazing. He's trying Another to build. He's trying to be this amazing. thing that he's not. Right. He's trying or trying to show a facade of this person that he's not. You know. Yeah. Again, what, just one of the another character that's not who he says he is, or or isn't what he's trying to be. There's also this this air of these characters loving to be alongside violence and loving to be associated with violence, but none of them really able to grasp the reality of it. Right. You know, whether it's the guy... All, the, all the, the sheriffs. Yeah, the, all, guy, all the, the guy. Oh, yeah, they're all the guy, useless, right? They're arguing, yeah. Yeah. arguing over whether they'd rather get shot in the warmth or the cold. It's like, dude, you're going to be dead. I mean, <laughs> like, I'd, I'd rather get shot when it's warm outside, personally. Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's like, but how does that character die, though? Instantly. Yeah. Like, that's that's how he dies. Yeah. He, he gets shot oh, in the I, 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 so, I love the way the fat guy dies. Yeah. Just like the, the squib out the chest, just like yeah. But yeah, it's, that's I just great. love it's. I love the the touch of, of earlier in the movie. He's carry. He's arguing about whether he'd rather get shot in the warmth or the cold. It doesn't matter. When he gets shot, he's just gone. Yeah. You know, the guy, I love the line with the guy with the one arm. You know, uh, you know, you, you got what? You got one arm. We need three guns for. It's like I I don't want to I don't want to go down on the count of me not firing back. Me not being able to fire back. Yeah. Going back to uh, to little Bill though. The whole grasp of okay, yeah, violence is all well and good when you're the hotshot sheriff and you control all the guns, right? But when the tables get turned, I don't deserve this. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know I was like, building, I was building a house. My line of the movie and one of my favorite lines in the history of movies is just simply, "I was building a house." Yeah, <laughs> I just—it's oh. so amazing, and it just—it sums that character up perfectly. It's and the other end of a gun, all he can think about was it's like. I was building a house. Like, you can't do this to me. I don't well, deserve this. Okay, Kieran. Poorly, by the way, which right, is the best part of the whole thing. You're, you're about to step on my quote, so I might as well give it Yeah, let's do it. So the, my quote, lead, uh, that leads into my quote. He's saying, I built a house. Like, I don't deserve this. Money goes, deserves got nothing to do with it. And that is just a... Brilliant. That is a brilliant piece of writing. Amazing. It says, in one sentence, says it all. I mean... What a great life lesson, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. Deserve really does have nothing to do with it. Yeah, like, and, and either you get it or you don't. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and well, let's again put a flag on that scene. Well, too, because so, you know what? Since since we're talking about that scene and our favorite quotes of the movie, my favorite <laughs> quote of the movie from <laughs> the scene. It. Let's just do it. Might as well. So it's a, it's after uh, the gunfight, and uh, Clint uh, is talking to um, yeah. Money's talking to Bochamp, Rubinick's character, and he's like, "Oh, you know, what did you do? like? You shot you shot uh, Little Bill first, blah blah." He says, I was lucky in the order, but I've always been lucky when it comes to killing folks. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what a, what a, a bastard. Yeah, well, well, that's, to me, another a big part of where this movie goes with the two is, is that you, know, you can build a little farm out on the woods and you can, but you still have to answer for your actions. That's right. And, yeah. and even if he ends up in San Francisco and he goes where he does, which is why I love this 
last little exchange too. Yeah, my line in the movie is I was building a house because it's just I just every time I think of Unforgiven, yeah. I think of that line. It's so amazing. And the grander version of it, Chris, is yours. But I'll see you in hell, Will Money. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood <sighs> reflecting for a second, just going, Yeah. 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 And then exactly. that last little gasp. From from Hackman, yeah, it's like is, here, oh my here, god, here it comes. And if yeah. anyone who thinks he didn't deserve that Oscar, I mean, just that who one, doesn't think he deserves well, that Oscar? So that kind of brings into this next one is is that so I have always heralded this as one of the best wins in that category, uh, supporting actor win. Yeah, Gene Hackman in this, I've always like to me like that's the first place I'll go, and then it would later become Whiplash to J.K. Oh, Simmons. Absolutely, is, is, is yeah, sure. Case. But I recently have heard quite a few people kind of go, meh, so, wow. and, you know, Jack Nicholson should have won or, you what, know. What, what uh, movie is that for? A Few Good Men. Oh, okay. I mean, um, that's a great, great performance. But, I mean, it is. But I, know. I, I feel like Kackman carries this movie. Oh, and the layers to his character. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, so I've, I've always been, I've been a little startled by that. And no, Hackman totally deserves that win. And, you know, we, we've grown kind of accustomed to the villain being winning in that category, whether it was... Um, Christoph Waltz or uh, Heath Ledger, but he kind of was the first one. Like he started the trend of oh, the really? villain being nominated yeah. here. There really wasn't anyone before him. The following year, Ray Fiennes is going to be up for Schindler's List. Was Denzel okay. uh, supporting or, or he was best lead? Actor? Yeah. He ended up being lead. Max? No, uh, Training Day. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, lead. lead. Yeah, okay, yeah okay. And, and I'm sure there was another villain before him that was nominated in, in oh, that category. I'm sure. But what I'm saying is the trend clearly kind of occurred after this. Okay. You know, as we head into the, I mean, maybe even a little later with the Heath, Heath Ledgers. And, what about and F. Murray? Was F. Murray um, nominated for lead? Uh, lead. Yeah. That was, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess well, they they were both up for lead oh, okay. in that one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Um, I, I could even see Hackman being nominated for lead here, too. He could. Yeah, yeah, they, they uh, dude, I th- that did surprise me. He's in it way more than I thought he was. He's in it quite a bit. It's almost fifty-fifty. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know, these these sorts of debates can go on forever. We have yeah. one with, with Rain Man, you know. Yeah, no, it, is it that one. It doesn't Man. make sense either way. You can't flip a coin and whatever it lands on. Yeah, and it point, is. I mean, yeah. it's clearly Will Money's story. You know, yeah, and, I and think that's sure. the right. It's all yeah, and the correct. antagonist within it is that, and and it's. it's I think correct. that's just the mentality that the protagonist is lead and the antagonist is reactionary right, to right, that lead. Right, um, right. I guess that's the the mentality behind. Oh, it. Oh, oh, um, unless it's like a Silence of the Lamb situation where, the, although he's not in it that much. No, but he's the leading male, right? For sure, correct. I think that was kind of the men- the mentality between the. Michelle Williams Fableman's could have been supporting, but she kind of was the leading female right, in it. Right, you know, she right, was, and it's right. the, the story centered around the mother's relationship with the son. So yeah. I kind of understood. I know a lot of people thought that was supporting too, but I kind of thought that was lead. Morgan Freeman. Here we are. Morgan. Talking Morgan Freeman. again. So oh our last best picture Pre- winner. Pre-Shawshank Freeman. Uh, yeah, post-Daisy. Uh, post well, let's not sure. talk about that. <laughs> this is, let's, this re- is, let's just forget about this that. This is a hell of a run he's on, though. This is right yeah. in the middle of it. You know? Yep, like, got Glory the same year as, uh, as Daisy. Uh, Shawshank would be two years later. Right after. 94, yeah. yeah. And then seven. 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 Jesus. Yeah. 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 He wins, his, uh, he wins his only Oscar, though, in another Clint uh, Clint movie, Million Dollar Babies. And that's going to be... Supporting? Yeah, it'll be yeah. A, a little more than 10 years later okay. for that. So we'll, we'll get there at some point. Not I, today. Not I today. Am, am of the opinion that I think he's the heart of this movie. I think... For sure. He plays a vital, vital role in this. I don't think the movie is the same without him. He's the only one who really has any kind of 
uh, um, graspable humanity to yeah, him. And also, know? he's the yeah. only person that's grasping... Only male character. Yes. yes. yes I think he's the only one that's grasping reality. One of, well, it's, it goes to my scene of the movie. Can I do that now? Or is sure. That, yeah. Okay. Um, it's the scene by the campfire. Mm. And they're talking about, their, you know, their the past. And he's like, you know, that's the big... When uh, Clint is doing the whole... I'm not that guy anymore. You know, you're you, the you're the woman that he he's I guess settled down with. Sally Two Trees. He's like she doesn't. You know, she gave me the 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 evil she eye. Gave me the evil know? eye. Yeah. And she doesn't realize I'm not that guy anymore. And he's kind of like if you watch it closely, Morgan Freeman. He's doing a lot with his face. He's kind of like not rolling his eyes necessarily, but kind of reacting in a way like, "Come uh, on, dude, are you serious?" Like, yeah. His yeah. his performance is unbelievable, and he's grounded in reality where none of the other characters really are. Like, yeah, and, and speaking of, of Sally Tutri's, talk about a character who doesn't have a line, but the, yeah. the, you zoom in on her face looking yeah. at, the, at the barrel of the gun and telling its own story. That's what I'm talking yeah. about before, about seeing the character's wheels turning. That's a character who yeah. doesn't even have a line, and she has her own story to this movie. She's the one checking in on the kids or whatever yeah. the kids are. I guess we'll get yeah. to that in the nitpick. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> this, talk about CPS coming. Uh, this is something that dawned on me yesterday. After watching it um, a second time, I think Sally Tutri's not having any dialogue and really any Native American character only having one line of dialogue in this movie is a deliberate. We talk about the Old West and how they're heroes and they're kind of full of shit or they're kind of don't remembered. The Native Americans don't have a voice when it comes to the history of the Wild West and how the West and, and the Old West and things like that. And I think this was a. De- I think them not having any dialogue was a deliberate. That's a great observation. Was, yeah, was, was a deliberate uh, choice mm. to not give them a voice to symbolize how throughout history they don't have a voice when it comes to forming all of this. That's, That's also probably something that wouldn't happen in 2023. Like, yeah, not probably not. A, you're not going to put a Native American in a movie and not. Give them lines like that's just not. Yeah, I, but I I feel like this was and and essentially you wouldn't like be allowed a, to be subtle about it, I, right? That, yeah, that, I, yeah, exactly. That's this, what I mean. Yeah, this almost in a way was like a Clint Eastwood protest, yeah, or something yeah. like that. It, it was. I would like to think that that's oh, I think what that's, was happened. I think that's deliberate. on point. Yeah, because in in Outlaw Josie Wales, which is a movie from you know prior decades, he was one of the first directors to put a character who had a voice. Okay, you know, who who was a man who, who had a perspective about what was going on and was involved in it. And he was yeah. one of the first to do that in the Western genre. And he made a uh, point that's awesome. of that. So this is, I'm, I'm, I think you're, you nailed that on the head there. Morgan Freeman's plight here is, God, it is, it's a heartbreaking thing that you go through every time you see this movie. And, and you know, learning this is kind of the one guy who can really be redeemed here to, to some degree. But much like a lot of this movie, no one is, is safe for the, the tornado of fate that is occurring here with this thing. And we're yeah. constantly reminded through nature, too. Whether it's the, the rain is coming, um, the snow out of nowhere, which even, you know, that's talk about a happy accident, you know, that yeah. it wasn't even planned for. Now we have that in the mix, too, which is a nice little change of, totally. of palette. You know, even if it is intentional, it's it's part of the canvas. It's part yeah. of the art now. Mm-hmm. And and th- that rain, man, Trying to build the house around the storm, you know, uh, we really could use some rain. And then he's got a house that's yeah. just leaking everywhere. Maybe we should hang the carpenter. Carpenter above it by the depths. I'm running out of vessels. Receptacles. That's what it I'm is. I'm running. Ah, oh, damn! I'm running out of receptacles. <laughs> you know, the moment with with Freeman with the rocks on his back. He goes, ah, missing my roof. I'm missing that. You know, missing my bed. You know, the constant reminder that you know. 
He has a home. Yeah. And, yeah. and nature here is going gonna, is gonna to outlast you guys. You know, the, it was yeah. here before you. It'll be here after you. Well, it, it's also in the way of like, no one escapes what's coming to them. Right. Mm. Ned doesn't. Little Bill doesn't. Yeah. Like he just. How yeah. about the, the partner of the guy in the beginning who his crimes are running with this guy and, and holding, the, holding the girl, you know, in place was yeah. going, yeah. No, he's, he's part of it, but. He doesn't get differentiated from the other guy. He's just as guilty. No. His, his yeah. head's on. Well, the... it's, it's it's so it's always funny where it's like, where he's like, hold her down. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'll hold you down for a second. And then he starts he starts cutting her. He's like, oh Whoa. shit, I didn't want you to do yeah, this. Yeah, but and he's, then, you know what? And the, then he, that he pulls him up, but he's he's still he's the he's, die's been cast. He's implicit. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this was a this was a wonderful little touch, a horrible little touch, but a, a wonderful little touch I noticed this time around too. And I was just like, oh, geez. Because I always, I always go back to that horse scene, and where he tries to give the girls the horse, and they don't take yeah. it. And you know, yeah. my focus is always kind of uh, just take the horse, take the like we were saying before. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. They shoo him off in his death scene. Do you know who goes first? The horse. The best of the bunch. The horse was. She's the. She's no. Uh, no. She's not, she ain't mangy. She ain't mangy. She's the best of the yeah. best of the bunch. Yeah. And yeah, she falls and breaks his leg. Right? And she gets. She goes. They killed his horse. Breaks his leg. And I didn't realize that was the same off. horse. Yeah. Yeah. So the best of the bunch always goes first is yeah. kind of how. Uh, another oh, just like a little That's a cool. little kind of minor yeah. touch to that. Oh, boy. This is the kind of movie where you just bounce all over the place. I know. <laughs> There's well, no I, other I, way to do let's, it. Yeah. Let's go for it. Okay. So I, I want to talk about this uh, the, this big set piece in the middle of this thing, this jail scene oh. with, uh, with Little Bill and, boy, and English oh Bob. This is, I mean, we're, we're jumping, the, jumping the guns on all of our scenes in the movies here because this is my scene in the movie here. This, this is especially specifically the give it to him yeah so, oh that 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 one line oh boy give that's, it to him you know, yeah. it's like i'm not joking around anymore yeah. now i'm serious and then he only blows up he only blows up the, the six shooter with five bullets <laughs> so he knows that he knows that his next shot is going to be blank yeah oh my god so kieran let me ask you a question you're in uh, uh english uh bob's situation okay you're being handed the gun you don't know if there's bullets in it or not right it sounds like if I'm English Bob here, I don't have a great history of shooting, so I might want to. Um, but, you, but you are from past podcasts. I know you're really good at dodging bullets. Can dodge so. And I'll have this time. I'll have some. <laughs> I'll have some bars to, to block them. That's with, what too. I was thinking. You can yeah. move. Yeah, you can the nice, to the, the nice side. one inch diameter yeah, bars. Well, you know, a lot of my ability to dodge will have to do with like running around. So in a cell, yeah, I can't really do that. Is hard yeah, the zigzag. Cell. Yeah, it's all about the zigzag. <laughs> the um, the apocalypto yeah. zigzag. But you have the bars That's, to contend with. They could also ricochet and hit you anyway. So True. there's that. True. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm probably gonna leave the gun aside. Yeah. I, I, I think you made I, the right choice. And, yeah, I, and I also think that English Bob knew that, like, in a gunfight, Wild Bill can completely take me. So I'm just not going to Little, little, little Bill. Bill. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've almost done that a couple times. Wait. So. What, what do I call him? You've been calling him Wild, wild Bill. Bill. I might have. Wild Bill. Yeah. Well, it's Wild cool. Bill Hickok was a real fucking yeah, cowboy. Totally. Uh, so little Bill, yeah, he, he totally knew that little Bill would completely take him. Yeah, in he was gonna fight. get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah would have yeah. killed you, Bob. Ooh, then, then like the five bullets clanking to the floor. Yeah, and then Bob's like, "It's <sighs> <laughs> all bl- all bloody." I think he made he made the right call. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that not shooting him was a smart move, 100. or not grabbing the gun. Self was a smart move. preservation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the duck of death stuff is great too. <sighs> Duck guy says. Duck guy says. <laughs> I've never heard that line be so scary before. <laughs> or just Gene Hackman, like this, this, this huge. Like I don't know how tall he is. I feel, I feel like he's like yeah, six three. Big guy. Yeah, like he's a huge guy. 
duck guy says like, okay, yeah, it's Duck. <laughs> yeah. Great line deliveries there. Hackman is another one of those guys who can who manages to play himself and yet himself works in every movie he's yeah. in, just like Jack. Yeah. Uh, kind of just like Clint. I was just um, going to say that. And that's that. where I'm yeah. going to go next here. Uh, what do we think about Clint as an actor? And I, I guess we'll just, for the sake of this conversation, let's talk about his performance within this movie as opposed okay. to, the, to the grander conversation. Because I know there's a lot of a, a lot of different takes on that, and Chris, you're, you're one who tends to have one. But let's yeah. talk about this movie as a whole. And we'll, uh, Grant, you want to start? Yeah, here? I'll go. I'll go first. Um, do I think he's great in this movie? No. Do I think anyone else could have done it? No. Mm. I think that's. I think this part was excellent for for Clint Eastwood. Uh, do I think he's like perfect in this movie? No. But he he. He's completely in the positive. He's in the green. Yeah. When it comes to rating his performance, uh, Oscar nomination appropriate? Uh, nomination? Yeah, it's a. I, I don't. I don't know who, who's. I don't know who missed out that year. Mm-hmm. Nominations appropriate. I feel like one would have been too much. Okay. Yeah. Chris, okay. who you've been critical of him in the past. So uh, yeah, I'll he's pr- not I'll a good. Act- he's not a good actor, generally speaking. In my opinion, I just the guy. Has one note, and that's what he does. Yeah. In this movie, it's fucking perfect. It works. It's yeah. great. Even the way he chooses to shoot himself and light himself, and you know the the, the they use the they use the brim of the hats really well to mm. shade the the you know the lighting is is beautiful. He has a wonderful face for a western cinema. It, it's incredible. He's not a good actor. <laughs> Dude, he's just not. Are, yeah. are you? Are you? So you're in the well, uh, the Ray Liotta camp of uh, there's a Ray Liotta like clip that was been floating around Instagram about it. he he thinks overrated. that where somebody asked him what like, the most overrated actor of the '90s was. He's like, oh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree. All right, so I, I'm good, but, but I mean, I think he's in this movie. It works perfectly. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna disagree with with yeah, a little bit enough. of this with particularly with the one note thing i get what you're saying and it's probably a very popular opinion that he's one note but i i do think that his style is is a listen and react style of acting it's it, he he's about taking in the scene and taking in the characters and taking in what's going on and then having his character react internally and then he's a minimalist with what he does with what he does beyond that so that can that can come off to me as extremely one note. And honestly, I think he has some some big time performances. You know, I, this is one of them to me. Uh, Bridges of Madigan County is another one. I think he's phenomenal. In, and I know you disagree. I think yeah. he's phenomenal in Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. And The later work is really tougher for me because he does a lot of grunting and groaning and like well okay once we're really starting to rough. get to, to to el torino and the mule he's yeah, also Trump, pushing trouble with the curve <laughs> <laughs> he's in his late 80s Here, at that i hear point. you i mean come but on hang it up hang, hang, hey, dude stay behind the camera then uh, it's, i don't come on i don't think he's a great actor he's, he's in the not, sense of what we're used he's to not this, a great actor and what we're used to the sense we're used to stage acting and this and that but he has an uh, he has an a quality to him that is so unique. He's a movie star. He definitely is a movie star. But this is this kind of goes back to to the Jack Jack Nicholson conversation. Like he's doing his own thing. He has his own. I, I yes. think I think Jack can do more. Jack Nicholson is a what, movie star. Uh, yeah. Jack can definitely Jack, do more. Jack Jack Jack's characters 
are a wider array than Clint's character. Jack it's, Nich- it's a okay. character on a, it's, a, it's a discussion on a different scale. Like, yeah. Okay. Jack Nicholson is a movie star who also can act. Didn't Robert De Niro is a movie star who also can act. Clint Eastwood is a movie star. Yeah, De, De Niro is more of a stage actor than either of them. Though. I think I, I I don't even think De Niro is a movie yeah, star. Yeah, he's less of a movie star. I think he's an, an actor. He, he's, okay, an, yeah. he's an auteur. Yeah. There, yeah, there are a lot of examples, and there's nothing wrong with being a, a movie star. Hell like, no. Ryan no. Gosling is a movie star, not the greatest actor in the world. Brad no. Pitt, I would even say, is a is a Pre- great movie star, not the best actor. I, in the I world. disagree on. I disagree on that, dude. He, uh, but he he's I, kind I of, think I think Brad Pitt he's is kind of Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt is a character actor with matinee idol looks. Yeah, I would put Clooney in that category too. I think those guys you're talking about have a a charisma and a a look on screen that is amazing and they're it's perfectly the, it's the, it's fine Charl, charlton heston but they're not great actors they're not great actors and clint Eastwood is definitely certainly not a great actor i i, I think clint first of all he has a he has a persona like none other yeah like, so i agree that that the average movie star can't even attain yeah, okay. to okay but he he can <laughs> he can find this this channel of emotionality within the story. And I've seen him do it a few times. I feel like he's underrated. I feel like he's underrated and doesn't get the credit for that step back and react internally style of acting that isn't flashy, that isn't showy. And he is kind of a target out there because he's, you know, Dirty Harry and he's, you know, and, and you know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, one of my favorite movies of all time. That I would not put in as one of his best performances. No. I think he's very much a movie star in that. Like, yeah. like you're saying, like he's just, you know, he's Clint Eastwood, but that's part of what helped yeah, him and become also, who he is. Yeah, and also, I'm not trying to shit on movie stars. I, I love them. I We need them. You yeah. Know? But uh, there, I think there is a stark difference between a great actor and a great movie star. And I think he's way more yeah. of a movie star than he is an actor. Yeah, well, I think he's... More of a director than both at this I, point. Oh, yeah. and dude, no argument. Here. He's a better director he's than he is an actor. A filmmaker, oh, 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 like, like like Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not a terrible comparison. No, it's not. It's yeah. really not a terrible comparison. He's a, he's a really really good filmmaker. That's no. I said really good. Ben is yeah. Ben is Ben is just like we were saying with Jack to Jack to Clint. Clint to Ben is again moving. Down I don't think Ben is like as, as good as a movie ma- filmmaker as as no. Eastwood is. No. Nor is he an actor. Not Nor yet. is he as good an okay. actor. But he- uh, no, I guess not. I don't. I, I think I think Ben Affleck's very one note. Also, yeah, fair enough. Also, Ben Affleck's a whole lot younger and has a lot more. He hasn't done as nearly as much as Clint Eastwood has. True, that's so very did, true. So Clint, he has time. Yeah, Clint Eastwood just turned out so much stuff. Yeah, he also like, started. Like, he started uh, directing at forty-two, so he's, he's his first movie. Wow, you know, kind of late. Yeah, you know, and and that was he was that was one of the things with with the stars born is is that he you know he was uh, working with Bradley Cooper on American mm-hmm. Sniper. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper said, you know, I would love to direct, but I just I think I'm too old to start. Like I, I just it's too late, you know, and. Clint pulled him aside and he said, "I did my first movie at 42. He's like you should start. You should start. We'll find you a project." And Stars Born was one that he was supposed to direct. It was supposed to be a Clint movie. That's great. And he goes, "I'm. This isn't for me. Like at this point, I'm a little old at this point. That's, like that would have been that would have been like really. <laughs> well, you don't even, think he's starring it. <laughs> imagine like Lady Gaga getting the bath. 
Yeah, Lady Gaga, come here. I just want to take a look at your face one more time. <laughs> Doing the, no- the yeah. finger in the nose. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh... <laughs> I would love to. I would love to hear his version this is of, sh- of "Shallow." Though. You know, everyone, everyone's listening to you now. It's really important what you say. Tell me something, girl. Uh, I want to hear that version of "Shallow." Hey, everyone, where's the frozen bag of peas? <laughs> He is a bit of a singer himself. Uh, well, I heard him in Gran Torino. No, no he's not good. Um, no, he's not as good. But he composed. He, he composed. The theme. He composed Claudius' theme, right? What do we think of Claudius' theme? It's very nice. It is nice. Did he do nice. the music and or, or contribute to the Million Dollar Baby? He did the it's whole very score. Similar. He did okay, the whole score. Yeah, yeah. Thought, did he really? Uh, yeah. It's very awesome. similar to this movie. It is. And, okay. And I will say this as someone who has seen all of Clint Eastwood's directed movies, this is kind of the first time you get to see his his little touch. I think it might be in Bird, he might contribute here or there too. As you go, you start to want to throw things at your television because yeah, it's like yeah. every, it's the, <laughs> it's the same sort of oh, idea. Really? Like they're all kind yeah. of this like, like little acoustic da, da, da. guitar. Kind yeah, of thing. like a little, yeah. yeah, and it just goes on. By the time you get to like Sully, you're like, all right, enough of this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I heard that, that guitar part in this, and I was like, that sounds almost exactly like the Million Dollar Baby score. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so I started re- then I started to research it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he did the he actually did the score in that one. I in, see. in that one. Yeah. It's good. It's fine for what it is, but it's like the same exact thing. Just regurgitated. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't quite get the the director, picture, actor, score no. nomination. No. He didn't get that score nomination. That would have been an interesting That's uh, that's an impressive flex. Yeah, it would have that been. That is a flex. Been. It'd be awesome if like one the next movie he does, he he just does like a Trent Reznor score. It's like all electronic. <laughs> You're like, whoa, Clint is really he's really <laughs> spreading out, dude. He's, he's dabbling into industrial oh. yeah, at, at, yeah. at age ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Pro Tools, uh, he's great at Pro, yeah, Pro he's, Tools. He's heavy on the 808s. <laughs> good actor, bad actor, good director, bad director, and an American legend for sure. No, no that is for that. sure. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Still with us at this time of the recording. Oh, we boy. knock on wood, we keep him. Uh, we keep him oh, I just saw well, we just saw a picture that surfaced online of um, uh, Gene Hackman. He's, yeah. just, he's getting up there too. Born <laughs> in the same year. 93. Yeah. Yeah. Both born in the same year. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah it's crazy getting to a certain age like... Man, we're starting to lose these these legends in our lives. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. Some are, some earlier than others. It's depressing, Grant. Really, it is. Think about it. Listen, I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that far behind you. I know. In terms of age, it's, it is. It's crazy. Don't like. Don't let Artie know that. Ah, well, he, I'm over, I'm over a year older than Artie is. Oh, we were in the same we're in the same graduating class. I'm older. I'm a year older than. I'm over a year older than he oh. is by a couple of days. Don't let him know that either. He'll, he'll... He knows that. He'll, he'll, think, you're, actually, he'll think you're old and, actually, and not did, as smart as him. Actually, he did know that, but he killed whatever brain cells knew that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, he's, as long he's as, three grades below you now. <laughs> Grant, as, as long as Chris is around, I think you're safe because you don't have to be faster than the bear, as we know. It's just have right. to be faster than the slowest well, guy. Exactly. Or the you, oldest if guy. If you listen to yeah. Artie, I won't be around for much longer because I'm so old. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, you brought up the lighting in this. Yes. Uh, I had to, had to call attention to that. Because it's uh, another little, little fun little connection we have here. Do you, you know the movie that influenced the way they shot this? No. It is a uh, Carol Reed's Third Man. Oh, yes, love was, that uh, movie. Was the uh, was the influence for this one? Okay, I can and see that. Carol Reed, Chris, you'll know, is the director of Oliver. So oh, there you go, Oliver, yeah. and, and he's in Gladiator. <laughs> and, and no, uh, well. Um, oh, not Carol Reed. Oliver Reed. O- Oliver yes, Reed. Oliver Reed is in Glass. Jesus, yes, that's too confusing Oliver. that oh, Oliver Reed is in. It is very confusing. Oliver Reed's in Oliver that was directed by Carol Reed. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was just put together I, to screw up my, pre- my script. 
Have you seen Third Man? No. Oh, it's it's very good. Okay. Yeah, good good film noir. Talk about interesting score in that one too. It's film noir. That is an interesting score. Yeah. Uh, it's a genre I'm yeah, it's a, a big fan of. It's a film noir and it's one of the best shot movies I've ever seen. Um, that's not hyper, hyperbolic. Orson Welles in that one, yeah. Oh, okay. Orson, Orson Welles, very cool. big, yeah. Yeah, great one. Worth, worth checking out there. But yeah, that was the inspiration for the camera work in this. He wanted he wanted the um, the shadows on the face, kind of similar to what the Godfather's. We probably didn't very want to similar. Give, to probably didn't want to give the Godfather credit though. Uh, <laughs> that's the classic Clint. No, uh, <laughs> Oliver. Reed. No, the third man. Yeah, no. Oliver Reed. Yeah, <laughs> not Coppola. Not Carol either. Oliver. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it, uh, just showing the shadows on the face and never really seeing especially, someone's true especially identity. Especially in, um, in the saloon scene at the end, mm. where he's just, he's basically the angel of death yeah. coming into town. You don't, you don't really get a good look at him. Yeah, I mean, I guess let's talk that, that final scene here. Um, let's do you know, it. There is, uh, there is another scene I want to bring up right before we do that, though, because I'm, I'm interested in your guys taking this one, because I've heard this one talked about a few times, and it's a, it's a, bit of an uncomfortable scene but it's a scene that's always kind of stands out to me every time i watch this one so when we have will money and delilah kind of finally meeting yeah you know and she was kind of the the myth that he was following he has his myth that follows him what did you guys think of that scene i really enjoyed it i thought it was great i think it it gives him some humanity that he kind of needs in this film you see him with his kids for a minute. He tells, him, "Hey, I see you in three weeks." Yes, you suckers. Uh, Keep the hogs apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you don't really see a lot of like his humanity, and in that moment, I think again, I think it's important to see that he's not just one thing. He's 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 complex, and and that's a great way to show it. It's not too too over the top, you know. It's it's pretty subtle. Yeah. How about you? No, it's very subdued. I, I like the I like the line. You have scars like me, but I think he meant internal scars. Yeah. Just like he is just internally just all fucked up, and and um, externally at that point. Too. Yeah, oh, for think, sure. Yeah. But like yeah. I, I think, I, he meant think both. I think yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he, and I'm sure internally she has scars also. Hmm. I I just think yeah, it was it was a really nice. I always like those small scenes like it's kind of like the spielberg effect and you get a, yes. repri- you get a reprieve like, from yeah just like everything these, else these small happening. scenes yeah. where you kind of you get a little glimpse in the character's soul yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit and the fact that delilah is like oh well isn't that nice like he didn't sleep with me because of his wife and she's like and alice is like no she's dead <laughs> like yeah and and it's funny see now that's one that i was doing a lot of thought about this time too an interesting dynamic of that kind of exchange though is that you know francis fisher's character is you know saying no no no, his wife is dead like he's full of shit and it's like the character is like oh you know maybe he wasn't being honest and then she gets to see him at the end kind of be really violent but they they she doesn't end up knowing that that little moment there was a little sign of humanity there was a little there was a part of his heart Mm -hmm. showing there um and and what will what will be remembered though is is that he was just you know just a killer that rolled into town the same old will money that, that will, everyone that knew. will supersede anything that he is done afterwards. Um, yeah. Now I have a question to throw out there with okay. that too, and I'm not saying this is my read on the movie, but it's something we'll tie into the end there too. But just to to put a bow on the on on that little exchange between the two of them there, it stood out to me the first time I saw this. Each time I see it, I get it, and it, it is I, I like how you put that, Grant. Was that like it's a nice little break. 
from the movie. Mm-hmm. And it is there is it is does have that Spiel, Spielberg-esque touch a to it. A little bit, yeah. We get to have these two characters kind of sit on the sidelines for a second and um and and all of these these long shots into the distance in this movie are just are just fantastic and beautiful to Deep me. Deep focus, baby. Yeah, we didn't talk Love we haven't it. talked a lot about how it's shot, Kieran. Like, dude, mm-hmm. what, do, are you a fan of of the the cinematography? cinematography? I know it's up. For, it was up for that. It, right? it was, and yeah, and I I think it should have won. I mean, I li- I like a river runs through it, but that's kind of like it's kind of a '90s token that, cinematography winner. That you know, is a, like that is not that movie hasn't aged well as far as like it's just that's that's such it, a '90s. Yep. And it's like, like oh, the 90s. it's almost like a TV movie right, with the big yeah. rivers and the, yeah. like the, and showing the whole you know showing yeah. the whole landscape and and this movie does that it but does also that a lot, does the yeah. internal shots you know the, the, the rain the stuff, in the in the in the house half built the yeah. bar scenes the, the scene in the the jail is incredible yeah the, just the framing and the blocking and everything they use with. Um, and Hackman completely nailing his spots. So you see his yep. face through the bars and you, a lot of that you see from inside the bars. So you see it from the perspective of English Bob or Bochamp. Incredible. Yeah. And, and I mean, clearly the Academy doesn't like the Gordon Willis style of shooting either. Cause they didn't recognize him. Listen, so. I can go, I can go four hours on Gordon Willis being snubbed from those Oscars. Yeah. P- please do yeah. not do that. <laughs> If I have another, if I have okay. another whiskey, I'm right. <laughs> uh, listen, we're talking huge landscapes, huge beautiful landscapes, yeah, mixed with internal character work and wonderfully lit like bar scenes inside. Like you get the internally. And this movie's written, made to order for me. I mean, it's it's yeah. just it's it's also right noticeable though that there isn't a lot of money spent on like huge crane shots or or any helicopter right. shots. Really. Like there's really no. not... That's not there. I mean, All that money probably went to where River Runs Through It, so <laughs> that's why I won the award. But it's, it's, it's... You still get the sense of where we are and, and the, the landscapes and all that stuff without, I guess, that the big budget that comes with that. You know? That... The one shot of... After the Schofield kid comes to visit uh, Will Money and he's off in the distance and Will Money's like covered in mud... He's trying to get the pig separated, and he just sees on the hill, like all like yes. miles yes. down, Schofield kid. I'm like, oh, that's great. And, but but like it's also yeah, yeah. it's I love when cinematography tells the story. Yeah, and it's telling a story. And like I said, it's telling the story with with just the cameras and some good angles. There's, they're not really using a lot of crazy technology. Show not tell. You know? Yeah, I mean the, the scene where they kill the first outlaw, where he falls on his uh, his horse falls on him. I mean this the. The structure of the the rocks, the awkward nature of that, and the the shot where after after Will Money's shot when he gets shot again, and you just you don't see him, you just see his legs just like go limp for a second. Yeah, I, and, and the touch I loved about that too is is you see that, and in the traditional western, that's all you see of him, but then they show him writhing in pain they just, shot me yeah got him through the gut they shot you know, me like, boys they sh- and it's just like i'm so oh, thirsty give him a water <laughs> you're not gonna shoot yeah it's and that's like everything we didn't see in the traditional western so that's right. kind of showing the, the how you know you know i don't know it sound trite how ugly death is but like it's like no it's complicated and grisly like yeah. someone gets shot through the stomach and they're gonna writhe in pain yeah. for 45 minutes it's, I, also, it's I also like that Especially- he- that he, I'm sorry. I also like that he sees, like they're like, "Did you get him?" And he's like, "I got him." Yeah. He's like, "Yep, got him in the gut." Like 
he's he's a shooter. He's another guy's blocked also. But like he knows from that distance, he, he knows he got him. Yeah, you know? now he's going to die sooner or later. Yeah, I, I know it. It. it feels pretty obvious as we're going through it but i want to talk a little bit about like what what's going on with morgan freeman's character in that moment where he can't pull the trigger like obviously we we know from the surface what what the story his, is but uh, let's let's go into the to what's going on in his head a little bit his dennis cuddy scene game ain't in me no more none of it the game ain't in me the game ain't in me more cuddy dennis cuddy from, yeah, dennis uh, cuddy from the wire yeah i think i've listen i think in in his case and i think he's the only character in this movie that can say this, he has truly changed. Yeah. He became, he's not that same person and he doesn't realize it until that moment. Yeah. He until be, he tries yeah. to go back to that place and he realizes I, I don't have that in me anymore. He became domesticated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean like that's, that's really yeah. it though. Like he, and he's a house, where he's a house cat. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's like, and Ned can turn it off. Will, Will hit the snooze alarm. He's lying to himself. Yeah. Will hit the snooze <laughs> yes. alarm and Ned turned the alarm off. Correct. Like, that's, yeah. the, that's the difference. Yeah. Schofield Kid. Haven't done a lot of talking about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm with you, Grant. Schofield Kid, it's, 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 I have a hard time placing him because I think his performance serves the character very well. Mm. Um, but I do think it is a very weak performance. Yeah, I think it. I think a better actor could have brought way more to that character. Yeah, it, it, it's the weakest. I, I don't. It's the weakest character. I don't hate the performance, but I think it's it could fine. have been done better. It's serviceable. Yeah, uh, Karen's making a face. Yeah. Oh, what's what's? What are you gonna say? You love. Um, you love we're we're back it. in. I knew yeah, it. we're I back in the. It. We're back in the Oliver. The, we're back in the in the little Oliver and. Oliver Stone, Charlie Sheen. I, I didn't think you're such. Dude, I didn't think you're such a wolvelt head. Grant, I swear to God, I I, I know yep. I know him entirely too well. I, know. I knew it. You saw this coming a mile I knew this away. Ten hours ago, <laughs> that he was going to have this take. We were not going to like it, and he was going to this, love him. This performance has really grown on me each watch. I, I don't mind and it. I don't. I, yeah, I don't I, either. I'm, I'm with you. And and this is one where you know if you guys you know want to argue that Oliver Stone just picked Charlie Sheen and didn't didn't intend that or if Oliver Reed didn't just pick the little kid because for whatever reason and didn't there was no artistic choice there yeah. I Clint one of the things Clint is truly masterful at is casting and picking the appropriate actors for the job and I really think he wanted a green actor in this to to really let it hammer home how awkward this kid is and how fish out of water he is to this world he's, yeah, he's I, inserting a great, himself into. A great I don't actor, disagree. You don't need I don't to be disagree, green but... to, be, to play this character well. I think a great actor could have played this well. Yeah, I, yeah, I back. This This goes back to the Charlie Sheen thing. This is the same argument. Like, we're in the it's same, same thing. Where, like, here, yeah. where you enjoy thinking like, oh, because he's a green actor, it serves the plot. And I'm like, yeah, but a, a great actor could still hammer those thoughts home and still portray a convincing yeah. character. Grant, I'm, I'm exactly with you. Yeah. I agree yeah, I mean, it's... If... Listen. If you're looking for a very refined version of what we're talking about, yes, you bring in a theater actor who can play a green kid who's fish out of water and all that. But if you're looking for kind of the grizzly, guttural well, perspective of it, I think that this worked here. Now, well, listen, we'll 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 deal with this on my recast. <laughs> oh, Grant <laughs> and mine. Oh God. Um, All right, but I mean, because uh, because because I picked a 
green actor at the time that would have fit the age range that has gone on to do good things. Uh-oh. Okay, okay. Went, went um, so we'll, we'll teaser. I, I, I would be. It would oh, be amazing okay, if okay. you did. We'll teaser it for there. But do you think I'm a little closer with this one? Because I actually kind of. In, I, 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 I feel. I feel str- of the three. I think I feel strongest about this one, because of the because of the the director. I I don't hate. And I don't your, think it's a terrible performance, by the way. I don't think it's, it's a terrible, terrible performance. I think. It's hard when you have an actor like this against Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, I, out of all the awful takes you've had in the past, this isn't one of them. I mean, listen, <laughs> if you look, if you look at the cast list, dude, he's definitely the he's definitely the least capable actor of the bunch, right? It's probably the least resume of anyone in the movie before and after. Yeah, and after. yeah, yeah. But that's, you can't ignore this. This this film. Is perfectly cast. Like it is like yeah. down to except, each person. That's except for that's this guy. that's kind of no. But like I even like it's I fine. I like it's one of those things where like I have I have a bunch of recasts here of characters. I think I I don't hate his performance. I think for what you're trying to portray with the character and what he symbolizes, I don't. I, it works. Yeah, it does it work. Does work. Yeah. I, I do. I think he's great. No, but do I think it works with the it narrative? Works. Just like how I think. Do you want the Schofield kid to churn out an Oscar-nominated performance, though? Why I don't not? think that's. I don't, I don't think that's. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I'm not. I'm not but against. I mean, I'm not against that. Right? Why would you be against that? Because, well, I, 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 care. I, I I'm. A, I'm. You want him to. Be, I get. You want the character I to also it, feel green and feel immature. Feel authentic. And I think it services the movie. But a good more. actor can do that and then some. I think it services the movie more if he's, if he's. Awkward and questionable because that's what the character is. That's the essence of the character, and yeah. and and getting someone who's capable of doing the job but still having that quality without even maybe knowing that's what they're bringing to the table. That's some pretty fucking impressive art to me, you know. And the performance is better than that of Little Oliver and that of of um, uh, Charlie Sheen. Of Charlie Sheen, is oh. what the, you know, it's a better it's a better performance. Uh, you heard it here, here in Hate Platoon. No, but I had I didn't. I, I, I never did, well, said. I, Actively do not like Charlie Sheen's performance. I never no, said. No, I know we're not. We're not talking about that now. At no point did I say <laughs> that, that Charlie Sheen's performance was good performance or great performance. I said it services the movie. It, it works within what yeah. Oliver Stone was trying to do within the film. He 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 wanted to have the fish out of the water character, and it's, I I think I think it works more for the Schofield kid than it does for Charlie Sheen in it because. I mean, we, we talk one's about a, one's a lead. That's one's part a lead. Of the that's the yeah. big that's the big issue is that Schofield doesn't have to carry all the weight of the movie that Charlie Sheen does. So I think what Schofield with the Schofield uh, what's this what's this James James Wolvet James Wolvet James spelled like a, a J A I M E Z. Yeah. First of all, his name is spelled completely. Nice wrong. Canadian. What are you going to do? Part of it. It's part of it. You want an awkward name there too. Uh, <laughs> now, now you're getting ridiculous. Forgettable name. Now you're getting ridiculous. Uh, no, but like, but like what, but what he's required to do isn't nearly as much as Charlie Sheen was required to do. Right. So I'm okay with, I'm okay with a more green actor in over his head actor in this role than I am with platoon. Yeah. I like, like I said, I don't, I don't hate the performance. I don't think it's bad. But like, if if I'm going to recast somebody, it's going to right. be him. Exactly yeah. correct. Well, 
Spoiler alert, I recast him, too. Ah! <laughs> oh, there it is, baby. We'll get there, we'll though. We're, we're not there yet. All right, so let's talk about the, the last scene here. You know, we know that uh, Ned, Ned is dead. Um, and <laughs> Ned's dead, baby. Ned's dead. <laughs> it's, it's not a motorcycle, it's a chopper. Uh, so, <laughs> Will Money grabbing for that bottle of whiskey, which is just a, a love, love that moment just all hope is, all hope is lost yep. just like fuck it Mid some no, yeah. no dramatic moment in the score just like if you'd been on your phone you wouldn't even notice it you know yeah picks it up moves on he's drinking now yeah. i i do think that the 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 basic screenwriting and the basic dialogue is here where i, I kind of yeah where i kind of said okay well that's not that's what they're going for in the past this one where i was like or that one prostitute gives like the whole rundown of his yep. of his yeah. past. I'm like, all right, you don't need to There's do. There's like an exposition dump. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, you yeah. did this and you killed that U.S. Yeah. Marshal. I'm like, <laughs> we don't need to know this. I stuff. hear you. It's just, yeah. And then like, I, I've, I talked about this before, where like, where she says something and he repeats. It's like they killed Ned. They killed Ned. They put a sign on him in front of Greeley's. They put a sign on him in front of Greeley's. I'm like, they don't need to do this either. It's classic, Clint, but like it, it, classic, yeah. Clint. like, yeah. but it's it, it is all this. I'm like, eh, it's a little unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, I'm I totally mean, with you. Yeah. Torino is that whole thing. Like, yeah. That's that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole movie. God, that movie. Killing the guy in the shitter is just a classic choice there. In that, yeah. you know, the that, I, I mean, again, un- undignified. Like the yep. real West is undignified. I feel like that's been ripped off a lot since. Like that, that's been done a lot. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, but he's yeah. coming coming out of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even like in Western, like modern Westerns, I feel like that's been done a lot. Final scene here, Grant, let's, let's get into it. You know, you mentioned the lighting already. And it is, it is kind of like our second time in here with the two of them. Because the first time money's sitting there kind of sick and gets his ass kicked. He has the flu or... Yeah, what does he have? I'm guessing the flu or pneumonia. Right. Maybe it's just from the cold, the rain. Just some sort of cold from the cold, the rain. That's kind of what I took it. Yeah, I feel like it's just something, I feel like it's something like that. The speech he's given and then you just get Will Money just kind of casually walk in. Yeah. There is a nice like like um decision of avoiding melodrama here with this. You know, it's similar with the, with taking a sip of whiskey. Like it's just kind of like, we're just it's just happening now. Like yeah. this that, just happens that's, to these people. The the beauty of westerns is simplicity, mm-hmm. and there's a, just a lot of just like things just happen. Yeah, we don't have to make a big deal of it. Things but, just things just happen, and they happen while you're giving the big speech. You know, the big Tommy Lee Jones. I want four guys on the perimeter, <laughs> three more on yeah. the other side. We're gonna right, you'll from get, the park. You guys get one drink. If you roll with me yesterday, you get another drink. That's two drinks. Yeah, and, and but like I I love it that. Um, Little Bill is the last to notice. Amazing. It is. Amazing. It is great. Everyone else knows that he's there. And then Will doesn't, uh, Bill doesn't turn around until the, the shotgun's cocked. Right. It's yeah. great. We get skinny just blown into, into, into high hell. I mean, it's like, nobody's I, feeling I bad love that guy. part where he's like, you cow, you, you coward son of a bitch. <laughs> he was unarmed. He's like, well, he should have been armed if he was going to decorate his bar with my friend. It's like great. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great pause between the first line and the second line, though, where it sounds like all he's going to say is, "Well, he should have been armed if he's going to decorate the bar <laughs> yeah. with my friend." Like, yeah, because <laughs> well, he should have been armed. It's just kind of a great line too. Yeah, and yeah, then he's totally. like, and then he finishes it. And wait, he gave the right explanation for it. <laughs> 
uh, a great, great little man. We see the, dep- the deputies whole. Uh, we get all the deputies cut down and and all that. And we, we've kind of gone through the the Rubinick, uh response to it all and the and that final scene there. Which you, Chris, you, we oh, was it all of our quote there in that? All one? of our quotes yeah, were from that were scene. From yeah. that scene, yeah. 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 Um, I just love the that the entire room, besides Bill and Will, everybody else is a coward. Everybody else yeah. basically They've, yeah. just recedes or either gets killed or just kind of recedes into the distance. Like they're just like, I, we have want no part of this. Like, they have, these aren't tough men. They have like, never been in the shit. These were people that were obsessed with the idea right. of being a lawman, being the old frontier. And yeah. then when push came to shove, they were not built for that. I mean, not much has changed, man. You go to any bar in America and there's a fight and 95% of the guys are backing away and, and, and there's a, maybe a well, couple. Well, but there's, like, there's a huge difference between people that just go in the bar to have a good time or people in a posse. Well, that's what we're in. This, this like, is yeah. the situation these, these we're these in. These people are in a posse. But like, yeah. they're, all, they're, they're all like, what was it? The 50 Cent song, Wankster? Or like, they're like fake gangsters. <laughs> yeah, like, but, they're all, these guys are all yeah, wanksters. Like, right, they're right. all like, they want to be cowboys. They want to be, you know, these nitty gritty old West legends. But none of them have the gumption for it. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that was a gumption. That was gumption, good. That was baby. A good Western word right there. <laughs> you do, do want to look out for that other five percent, though. You know? Oh, <laughs> that oh, they'll, they'll get you. Yeah, they'll those, get those you. Those are the guys with like the cauliflower ears. They just want <laughs> yeah. to stay away from. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you see that, words to the wise, everybody listening. If you see a guy with cauliflower ears, <laughs> be very nice to them. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Because the they've the they've they've been through shit. Yeah. They also the people that probably have a brain injury and they, they don't they don't care if they live or die. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> One one kind of section of this movie that's never really sat all that well for me, and it's kind of the one little portion of the movie that I'm always just kind of like, mm. I don't know if I love this. What made you hate this movie, Kieran? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he's when he runs out of the bar, Will Money, this is is the he here. Yeah, he runs out of the bar and he's like, everyone get out of here, and it, you know. I've always felt like maybe he's just kind of he's going for it a little bit here, you know. And I'll find your women, and I, I'll find your children. I think it's because he's drunk. Yeah, yeah. I okay. guess maybe it's as simple as that. But before is that he's just it, before he even leaves, though, so what? I, what I'm going to use Grant's term word because it was the right word. There was a mythical quality to him walking into that bar, no, quietly. All of a sudden, everybody realized he gets shot at several times. Nobody hits him. Yeah, like, there is something like almost, like almost as if he's a superhero walking into this situation. That I kind of, in most movies, I would look at that and be like, "Dude, that's so stupid! Like, how did he not get shot?" But in this, it just seems as if, and he they, he even references it, like by, by saying, "I've always, I've always been, been lucky, lucky but right? killing folks." Yeah, um, there's something bigger going what, with, with this character in this moment. It's you know? that. And it's also that these other guys, besides Little Bill, have no business firing a weapon at somebody. Right. So it's this. This was. I'll be honest. Well, this, they referenced that earlier this, in the yeah, movie. This was a yeah. nitpick that I took off. Okay. <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. a nitpick that I, I, I took yeah, off because I'm like because because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh no, this kind of makes sense. It's like, first of all, he's basically the devil, and he has like this aura about him that makes him. A terrifying and B like some people just succeed in these kind of situations because they're so fucking evil. Well, that like death, like that death can't touch them. Little Bill yeah. also 
references it in the jail scene. He says like, I'm not the basically I'm not the fastest draw, but it's the guy who can stay the calm, the calmest. You know, and now and that was Will. That was right. more money. Right. So I, I have my, my weird read to throw out there on this mm-hmm. one. And now and I, I think a movie like this, there's no one or two specific ways like this is how it is and this is it. Like I do think there's a different way you can analyze each of these characters and 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 their self worth and what they're going through and, and where they end up and what they symbolize. I want to throw this this scenario out here. What if Will Money wasn't any of the things that he's being said to be in this movie? What if he never killed any women, never killed any children, never killed the U.S. Marshal like that person did? He just drank and was kind of pretty good with the gun, similar to his character in like a a, a Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or and and he. You know, he killed some people who, who were armed or, or whatever, and he was always very good with the gun, always, as you put it, um, when it came to killing was... He was always lucky when it came yeah. to killing folks. And because of that, rather than being considered this gunman and this hero, all the stories that were told about him were horrible, you know, and, and embellished and brought into this terrible thing. And the only person who really knew him was his wife. She knew that all that stuff wasn't true, and he met her and moved away from... And all, any and all of it, and then the, him yelling out at the end there, "I'll oh, get your wife, I'll get your children, I am the boogeyman," you know, da 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 da, is because he's there's a there's a tone, a weird tone to him when he's doing when he's doing that, where it doesn't it doesn't sound like he's being honest. It sounds like I'm everything you say I am, you know. And then he goes off with his kids and ends in San Francisco. It's I, just a, it's 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 just a thought. Yeah, I I see where you're I see where you're coming from. I don't agree i think the point of his character like when i said before like either the west the stories from the old west are either embellished and bullshit or they're too bad to be celebrated mm-hmm. and i think he's the latter mm-hmm. i think that out of all the guys that feel with bravado talk a big game say i did this i did that he is the real he's the real mccoy he's the genuine article but He's trying to suppress it, and then when it, at this point, he's just like, "Yeah, fuck it, yeah, I am the danger. Like I, yeah, 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 like yeah. I am, I am I'm the, the one guy. who knocks. Yeah, I am the guy you need to be worried about. And even if, even if it was just for that one night, for the rest of his life, even yeah. if it was just for that one point, and then he gets home, sobers up, and he moves out west with his with his kids. I think he was the guy that people write these stories about, yeah, but only. Right. The only difference was that he wasn't killing people in honor. He wasn't killing the 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 bad guys. He wasn't killing the bandits. He was killing women and children. He was a bastard. Yeah. He was a terrible person. Yeah. And it's it's just not something to be celebrated. What do you think, Chris? Because uh, I'm not saying that that's my read. No, no. I'm saying it. I'm I, just saying, what if that it was a read? I understand. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys said a lot. What does the sequel of this movie look like in in, in northern San Francisco? What was selling dry goods uh, on the on the Pacific coast? Well, this is the thing: is is you know, <laughs> Grant. What Grant brought up is kind of a good point. Like this guy is known for killing women and children. Like if you kill, you're 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 probably pretty bad. Like you're a pretty bad dude. Well, my point was kids. my point is what is anyone in this movie? What are they known for? attached to what they actually did or were. Like most of what people are known for in this movie yeah. is false. So I, I'm saying I, what if it was also false with him and he just kind of got attached to that horrible reputation for being 
just yeah. kind of a, a mild scoundrel. I think he's the one person in this that yeah that, that actually is that that thing. It, he lives. Yeah. yeah, it's it's true. It's, yeah. it's a true story, and he lives up to the bad version. And I think Ned solidifies that because Ned was there, right? Because when English Bob had the eyewitness, it was Little Bill, and he's like, "No, that was bullshit." When Ned was there, he's like, "That's right." No, you killed more people than that. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, you have Ned to corro- corroborate. So like, all there, the is, there is there is a a bona fide second witness. Yeah, I mean, literally, Ned is. So, yeah, you were a crazy bastard back then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you look, were a crazy just, son of a bitch. In, yeah, in my right. mind, I'm I'm wondering like, what if the thought was is that he did exactly what he did in. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Like that's who, that's who Will Money was, and and you know, listen, he was killing people on that and yeah, stealing yeah. from people, and he was but doing. He was, but but he, was, was, he was also killing bad guys, kind of. Yeah, but so I'm saying, like yeah. the meta, the meta version of this, where that was glorified in that. In this well, world, it was well, remembered I as think, evil, and it got attached to killing women, killing children, killing that other stuff. But I, I think part of this movie is like these bandits and stuff. They were glorified, and they really shouldn't be because they were ter- like people like Billy the Kid or Jesse James. Like they were, they were glorified, and they were made into these mythological beings, and they were bad people. Yeah, they were mur- they were murderers. Well, well, one thing is for sure there where this movie kind of puts a period on it is whether he killed hundreds of women and children or just killed the people we saw in the movie when he locks eyes with with uh, gene hackman there in the end and he said i'll see you in hell he looks back and truly believes that the answer is yes uh, i will see you there so we and and that's kind of a um that's kind of an underlying thing too is like he will get to to go with his kids to san francisco and raise it but there's there's something there's a price him. to be paid at the end. Yeah, you can't as well, like I said before, you can't escape your past. Nope, and deserves got nothing to do with it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Are we ready for the awards? Should we uh, head? Yeah, okay, I, I think so, so. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time that we head to the nitpick zone. The nitpick song. Oh, I uh, love that. I love that song so much. Uh, yes, yes. The, the composer, just like uh, just like Clint Eastwood himself, uh, composing for his every own every movie. song I make sounds just like that. <laughs> Grant to Eastwood composing for our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Chris, let's let you start the nitpick. I, I, I really don't have honestly, man. I don't have much. This movie doesn't have a lot same. to nitpick, but I think we probably all have the same one. I know it was a different time, but man. Leaving your kids alone for three weeks, huh? That's pretty. I, t- I think tough that's just a part. Take. I think that's just a part. I didn't even like. I didn't even think twice about it. What are they? It. What are they? Six and ten? Five? They're and they're, they're less than they're, they're less than that. Yeah. Less than I think. Five and listen, eight. Listen, I, I I was I was a latchkey kid. I think you were yes, also. Sir. And I think that was I think that started when I was like twelve. I didn't see a latch or a key. I saw a swinging door. <laughs> yeah. like, these kids are just left on the frontier. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not sure I, I had parents. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is a sign. Oh, the times. I uh, yes, it felt yeah. actually. To be fair, it felt true, but also yeah, it's like oh my what? god, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, kill a couple chickens and uh, keep the hogs separate. I'm go gonna, to go to Sally Tutri's if you ever run into any trouble. I may or may not come back. <laughs> Grant, what do you got? Yeah, I I I have I have one. This is a pretty tight movie, really, mm. in terms of like things are, are wrong. There's not much that doesn't make sense. Yeah, the passing of time really is a, is a question here. Right, and you, you talk about the snow and how great the snow is. That really throws a curveball here because like the curve like because like the snow happens 
what a week after the Fourth of July. Yeah. It's, well, so this it's, is the, it's a that's little true. That's a good. That's a good and, job. And that's there, a good nitpick. And there is and there is a. Oh, a, is that right? Is it? Was there a Fourth of July? Reference he does say there? on Independence yeah. Day. Yeah. And yeah. there's like and there's like banners hanging up and oh, stuff boy. like that. Now okay. we're in and, Wyoming, so I, I can't I can't speak no, to their not, climate. There's not, it can't be that extreme. No, it, I know it can't be that August, August, I know unless you're in the mountains. I do. I mean, I do have a technical answer for this, but you're right. That's a great. And I know in Colorado it can it can snow in like May and June. Yeah, but not in, in August or September. Uh, maybe September. maybe not July, but yeah. But like, and and also there's a there's a moment here where um, after Ned and Will meet up with the Schofield kid, they're 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 horseback riding, and it's clearly in autumn, and they're wearing overcoats, and right. the, the leaves are yellow, and I'm like, it looks amazing. Yeah, but like. Well, where, says, where where are we? Yeah, yeah and are, are, like, the, is, are we talking? Is this a six month period or a six week it, it, period? It, all right, so, so we know we so, get the horses just okay. at the end of spring, right? I think it's uh, well. No, he's got to get right, the horses. So, so here's 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 what I think. Think of when they cut up the lila happens in the winter, I guess late late winter, I would imagine. And then I would assume that let, let's say it's late spring. Let's say it's like mid June, mm-hmm. where they get the horses back, right? right? Because they're like, oh, I was about to give up on you guys. Yeah. And then, like, a few weeks later, the 4th of July happens, right? Yeah. Fine. And then, like, all the while, Clint Eastwood's talking about, he's talking to Nate, he's like, oh, I guess I'll be gone for, like, a, two weeks. And then, right. then all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's snowing. I'm yeah. like, oh, guys, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, so, it's like Star Wars logic when it comes to, like, planetary travel. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. it so doesn't the, really also, make sense. Also, uh, what's her name? Heels. In the meantime, quite substantially, like that. But like, but that. But she like she looks like she looks like fucked up. In, yeah, but she's always gonna look. But like say that. like, but no, but like, and like, say like in March, right? Say like, say like March, she looks fucked up, and then by like Fourth of July, she doesn't look that bad. Everything's kind of healed up a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I that that I'm okay with over over a couple right, of months. Right. I'm okay with so that. So I'll, I'll let's go with the behind the scenes stuff with okay. with it is 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 that. Uh, Eastwood has always preferred to film westerns in late autumn. That's where he likes to film them. Not not plot wise, but right. time of the actual. Year. Yeah, that's, time that's of the probably year. An, that's probably a really nice time to well, film because it's yeah. re, he like thinks it's really dry. It's not too hot, yeah. right? And and the the leaves kind of being brown, or it just kind of gives this rustic. Yeah, there's a and and so pale rider. I don't I don't, I don't dispute that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, high yeah. plains drifter, pale rider, Josie Wales, all all filmed in in late autumn with that. So they got hit with an early yeah. unexpected snow. So that's kind of what it. No, what I mean, it was listen, right it there. looks gorgeous. It looks yeah. great. But yeah. like when you when you start looking, I'm like, what is it? July 14th and yeah. there's snowing uh, on and it's that's, the mountains. You know, it snows in the mountains. It's, it's still, it's, they're, still, they're in a valley there. <laughs> they're in a valley. They killed Ned. <laughs> they hung they him a, out in front of the bar. They put a sign on him. <laughs> that's they a pretty put a sign on him. They put a sign on him. It snowed. That's a pretty good. Nitpick, honestly. That's, that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's that's great. the only one I got, though. Yeah, yeah I, this is a, a weird one to make, and I feel. But the, let's the, hear it. The scars, like, didn't they feel pretty superficial in terms of like prosthetics and like yeah, and the, like how, how the presentation how... of them? Like, it looked like you know, if we're if we're talking about like she's never going to work again, blah blah blah, whatever they were saying. They didn't about look. That, they didn't like, look bad enough to like turn away customers. I'll yeah, say that. Right. And, and maybe, my, my wife said the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, and so, but maybe the explanation for that is is that in the moment. You know the 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 asshole pimp. What's a male name of a male? Oh, what's the male name of a madam? Of course, a pimp. Um, <laughs> um, what's but, the female um, name of a pimp? You know, he's being an asshole. No, he's like, oh, I need compensation. I need compensation. He's part like, yeah. And then the story got worse while the wounds kind of 
got better and wasn't wasn't such a big deal. Maybe that was the point. Well, I think is, the is idea that, is that she can't bring in as much money as she would have otherwise. And, and but meanwhile, my wife is like, these fucking dirtbags. They would definitely still be with her. Like they don't yeah. care. Like, but he's, but that's yeah. also him reacting after it just happened. Right. right. So of course he's going to react though, yeah, whether it's true or not. It is right. Or yeah. And this movie is about the tall tale. I mean, yeah. it's all about yeah, the tall yeah. tale. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all telling her she's got her teats cut and this and this. Yeah. And no. That. Yeah, yeah. But like the idea of like. W- Really, what discount could Delilah say? Say like it's say like it's ten bucks a pop, right? Hypothetically, let's, let's say, say that, it's like right. say it's like ten bucks a pop. Sure. I think it's a, like I think what, they say it's a dollar, but okay, it's a dollar. I think they say it's a dollar. So yeah. like, what would she like? What you could realistically, because of her scars, see, like you can bring in at least seventy five cents for it, right? Like I, no, but like but like but like three. Know. I'm no, not gonna like, get into the economics yeah. of this. <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> No, but really, no. But what? I, but what I mean is, what I'm trying to say is, uh, I'll, I'll put it more. I'll put it more gently. She can still bring in a lot of money. She can still bring in her like her fair share. I like hear what? You, like what? Like what she looks like is not. She's not ghastly at all. No. Well, and she, like she's got Grant's money. We know that for sure. <laughs> I think it's about the tall tale, and in the yeah. moment, it was the salesmanship and this and and you know these guys making these decisions about. I mean, really, Chase treating them like product Animals. and not yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're property yeah. at this point. Uh, totally. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they like I understand you find them, but like you really should have fucking whipped them. Yeah, you really should have whipped them just <laughs> to like <laughs> give just, them a whooping. Just get oh my god. Yeah, oh, I think you you do exactly what you did to them. You do to them. You cut yeah, the I, shit I, yeah. Just yeah. Like, even even like you find them the horses, and then you give you give you give quick Mike with the small dick. Uh, <laughs> you give him like 10 lashes or 15 lashes something like that I think you put him in the gimp suit you lock him in a trunk <laughs> and you bring him out when you need him yeah <laughs> when you have that customer who's you know looking for a little yeah. something extra a lot of pulp references today I love it I'm not not embarrassed about that any other nitpicks we got anything else there no that's it man I got nothing let's head to the Twitter questions don't have a lot we do have a we do have a couple we have a couple oh dear oh dear yes always gotta be ready for the film Twitter oh god there's one specifically to me I don't like that (laughs) we'll handle that in a second go here Kieran what kind of underwear do you wear dear god it's like why are you wearing that Braves hat again (laughs) deserves got nothing to do with it Um, okay so we have first from John Reimer from RimerReels.com Will we ever get a Western as good as this one again? A classic Western? I'd say no. I mean, we've had some we've cool had, ones. We've had they're... good, we've had better neo-Westerns mm. than this. No Country for Old Men Django. comes to mind. Hill or High Water, I, I, I think, I think Unforgiven is better than Django. I, I love Django. <laughs> I know, Unforgiven I know. is definitely better than Django. Uh, Hell or High Water is Hell great. Water. But, um, I mean, no country. I mean, uh, uh, there will be blood. I mean, that's, there will be blood. I guess you can consider, consider that a western. If we're talking like, a traditional western, yeah, there, there hasn't there been are, any. No, I mean, we have uh, you have Power of the Dog, which was out. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys referenced Hell or High Water. You said that. So yeah, that, but that's water, a, that's a neo western. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I think my, op- my open, answer open range was good, but it was not as good as Unforgiven, yeah, uh, not by a um, long shot. And yeah. and the the Coen Brothers. Uh, True Grit. True Grit was a Unforgiven's remake. Unforgiven's better than remake. that. Yeah, well, it's a remake too. So. Yeah. I think my my immediate answer to the question is that yes, we could. Of course we could. We could. Especially because I think Power yeah, well, of the, that's question. Power yeah. the Dog visually brought me what I would want. It didn't from as far as a plot goes. It's but, a, it's a, that, but that's a... 
I don't consider that almost. I, it's, it is a western, but like it's a very much a character study. It's but it not visually like, brought in what yes. I'd like, and then you know need more of a, a plot that's associated I, to what we're talking about in western. Yeah, yeah I, but, I, 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 I do like Power of the Dog. I mean, are, <laughs> the question: Are we ever going? I mean, like anything could. Of course, you can't say you, you can't could. say no. And as long as we're telling stories. There will always be great stories to be told. Yeah. So, so, but you know, but there hasn't been since. Well, listen, not a classic. There's Western. a there's a a world where we get to a certain place with movie making that they're just not going to give us visually what we saw at Unforgiven. Right. And, and Power of the Dog does keep me hopeful that we could physically see and that. I, th- yeah. Listen, like I said at the beginning, this I think this was a farewell to that era. It, this it, was the last was, movie. Yeah. It was it was the last movie that really said this is a classic Western. And yes, it has some some uh, it, it it flips. The script on it's modernized things. in a lot of ways, it is, but but it really is the last also, traditional Western that I can and, think of, and is this, definitely meant to like. For, I mean, I think for Clint's career alone, he he wore the boots that he wore on Rawhide yeah, yeah, yeah. to bookend his careers. Oh, really? So yeah, so awesome. and, and he hasn't been on a horse since. He was recently in Cry Macho at the you know oh, ninety one kind of uh, uh, yeah, it's a, little, a little regrettable. Um, so he did get up there again one last. It's like it's like the, it's like the headless horseman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Adam from 1001 by 1 asks, oh, What's God. up, Adam? <laughs> Give me the Mount Rushmore, top four Eastwood performances and or directed films. So I, let's, let's, for the, let's handle this with just like, let's say oh <laughs> we're just honoring Glenn Eastwood with, with a mountain of four, four faces. Four, th- four projects he's known so for. So let's not disseminate between directing, just the, fourth, the okay. four entities that he will be known for. Okay. The, right. ma- the Mount Rushmore. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The, right. Mount, the Mount Eastwood. Dirty Harry. Man with no name. I think Unforgiven, as a director, gets on here. I know you're going to see Million Dollar yeah, Baby. Yeah, I mean, he won the Oscar. Guess he won the, he won the Oscar for it, but I would say Gran Torino also. Chris? I mean, definitely Dirty Harry. I mean, that, that, right? Iconic. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's on there. Yeah, and and Unforgiven, it definitely Five is on movies, there too. too. Like, yeah. Unfor- Unforgiven, definitely on there. I, I have to say Million Dollar Baby has to be on there. Again, he won the Oscar for it. Good, the bad, and the ugly, maybe. Yeah, like that that's, too. A good yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's so the man with no name. Yeah, so that's that's, that's that, that character. And, yeah, and I think that I'm going in that route. Dirty yeah. Harry's got to be there. Yeah. Any which way but loose not going on there? Uh, we're, leaving the, we're leaving the monkey. He's <laughs> not going to make it. Man, you, you would kind of... Lo- part of me would love to put, like, you know, would put one of his earlier directed films on there. But I, I just don't think that, I think when you're talking Rushmore, it has to be what you're really going to be remembered for. Well, so I'd love to put like a, a Play Misty for me on there, or maybe even a, a Josie Wales or a, a High Plains Drifter. But it's like, they kind of are spoken for by Unforgiven. So it's like, yeah. when, when you win the director, uh, you know, you're nominated actor, you win director, you win picture. I feel like those can be roped into that. And I think, you know, Mystic River is another one we got to consider here. Did he win director for that? He didn't. He, he was up. He's and also not. He's not in it. No, but no, but, like, but, the, but it was but kind of. There's it, two different like signals. Yeah, he the, could be in as an actor. He could be as a director. It signaled the next stage of his career of kind of being that director behind the scenes, right. where you saw in Sniper, you saw in. Um, I just don't know how aware. If we're talking about like what people are going to remember him for, like I know people of a certain. Which is care about this stuff is going to know. Which is know why that, I'm going to ultimately agree with you and say the same thing that I said about High Plains Drifter and Josie Wales being blent into Unforgiven. I'm going to blend Mystic River into yeah. into Million Dollar Baby. So I have Million Dollar Baby, Unforgiven, Will Money, Unforgiven, uh, The Man with No Name. So the the yeah. fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and and uh, and Good to Ben the Ugly, and then. You know, yeah. Dirty Harry's got to be there too. You, you, like, there's an era like when I was a kid growing up, even like. 
like I know Bridges of Madison County was a big movie when I was a kid, and like yeah, I know my like my mom knows him from that movie, you know, like so like that's the candidate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like there's there's that there's it just depends on what era you're talking about and who you're talking to. It, it's yeah. really, it's not a straightforward answer necessarily. You know, yeah. he's had a long career, and I think for a lot of people, Gran Torino is one that they they will remember. So so yeah, it's uh, one okay. I try to forget. But yeah. Let's get to the one that's directed at me here. I just saw my name here. That's what we got. That's it's one. from. Peterson W. Hill. A Kieran Where do you que- live? Oh, sorry. A Kieran question, mainly. <laughs> if Clint came back and made a superhero movie about the duck of death, are you watching it? Oh, these, yeah, these, the answer is yes. Marvel you're definitely lovers. watching uh, it. So, so the duck of death is entered into the Marvel universe? I mean, I'm gonna ask, yes, I'm going to watch. So if, if Timothy Chalamet is the duck of death, <laughs> I guess I got to watch it. Well, I mean... Howard the Duck is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe already. So he becomes the Duck of Death. So I, I would put Howard the Duck as the Duck of Death. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to there, Peterson. That's kind, uh, of, an, that's kind of an amazing question. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, Clint has filmed a few movies in Atlanta. Used to come down to the hotel bar every night just to grab a beer and chat it up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Gotta that's cool. That. Yeah. He, seems, he seems like a cool guy to talk to. Yeah, Richard Jewell would have probably been one of them in Atlanta because it's an Atlanta-based story. Mm-hmm. This one that's a, filmed way, in. That's a that's a Eastwood movie I really love. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Underrated. I haven't seen it. Yeah, this one Great. filmed in Canada, by the way, uh, by Ca- uh, Calgary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that explains the snow. It'll do it. So my Wyoming thing. Uh, well, it's set. The movie, I guess the movie being set in Wyoming. But okay, so that's it for the Twitter questions. Let's go to the awards. Chris, we'll start with you. MVP. Who's the MVP of Unforgiven? Uh, I wish you didn't start with me, but okay, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave the, the Eastwood massaging to you guys because I know you're going to do it. Mm. I'm going to go with Morgan Freeman. Well, interesting. Okay, because I, I really, I, I truly believe that the heartbeat of this movie is, is not with Eastwood. It's with Morgan Freeman and his character of uh, Ned. I agree with that. I don't think you have a moral moral compass in this movie Ooh, without him. Good point. Uh I, I don't know how much you you get the humanity of Will's character, William's character, without him. It could be really nihilistic yes. without the Morgan Freeman character. It could be really too yeah. dark. Yeah. And like I don't care what happens to this guy. This this the fact that he has this friend that was a happy to see him and willing to go on this journey with him, I think is an important piece. And God, I just love the fucking guy. And yeah. like he really brings a warmth to this movie that. It needs. Well, really well said. And, and I think like a nihilistic movie like this would be good. I don't know that it would be as legendary, though. I, I think that you, you need, have to kind of, your coverage needs to be complete. You need that humanity. Yeah. You do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll tip it to me next for what you were saying. My MVP is, is Clint Eastwood for this one. Uh, covered at all points. This was, he, he waited for the perfect time to release this movie. He acted the shit out of it. He directed above and beyond direct the shit out of it. And even uh, wrote a little ditty there for the beginning (laughs) and the end. Crazy to think that like so many people, like he had already had his career defined before this and up to this point. People were like, this is Clint Eastwood. This is what he is. This is what he does. You know, he's not going to win an Oscar. And he just, he came out with this and it was like, he opened a whole new portal to what his career would become to think that 10 years later he'd be back in the conversation in a very different scenario. And we'll get to that. We'll have a sequel to this episode when that comes, you know, with uh, the Million Dollar Baby of it all. 
But yeah, I, I think it's just a it's 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 kind of just like a wonderful Hollywood tale that someone can come out and, and just turn their career into this. Yeah. Let it speak for all the work they've done and then let it open a portal to a new section of his career that's also pretty great. So yeah, Clint Eastwood's my MVP here. That's great. Uh, we all have different MVPs. Ah, I love that. Oh, really? Mine love that. is Gene Hackman. Yeah, love it. I can, I can definitely. I, I think he's the best part of this movie. What he carries in this movie in terms of his personality and the layers of his character. And I love the themes that go inside with his character. Mm. Uh, I, I think the whole thing about the West kind of being bullshit and just all stories that bravado that that just falls on his shoulders and he nails that point home without really nailing that point home uh i I think he's i think he's wonderful in it yeah and and there's the domineering controlling fact this is my town yeah there will be no guns or violence in my only i only i can be violent in my town and and he and i are at same levels of carpentry which is great (laughs) (laughs) dude grant that's so fucking funny dude I was watching this and I'm like, I, I would be exactly the same way. I could not know. I would have to pace. Amazing. I actually think I'm. You're pretty good. Chris is pretty good. Yeah. But dude, no. Give it a house. I'm not. I can't build a fucking house. Are you kidding me? Like I would have no idea. Like it's like you know I I own the town. I'm sure to build a house. But he but he thinks that like building this house and having this like quiet place like. Smoke his pipe and watch the sunset. That's a nitpick, by the way. That would. Why is he having a coffee at sunset? Dude's gonna be up all night. But like, what else are you gonna drink at that point, uh, dude? I can I can drink a coffee right now. Really? Right sunset? Right you drink a coffee? I, totally. I, wow. Coffee does not keep me up, dude. You have it at night. Me either. Dude, I could. I could. I don't do that. I, I could. could. Music. <laughs> Nitpick zone music. Come back. No, my wife is always like she can't have co- uh, caffeine after like two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I, I can drink it at ten o'clock at night and go to bed at eleven. Yeah, I mean, me I too. Can, I mean, it does. It doesn't really affect yeah, me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I. Can also, but I don't think didn't think that that was normal for other people. But like, it's and, not and normal. Also, but also, <laughs> yeah. look look at but it. We're like, not normal. Look at it this way: like in the 1880s, you have water, whiskey, you have alcohol, and you have coffee. Yeah, that's maybe sarsaparilla. Like that's really all you have to <laughs> sarsaparilla. That's really all you have to drink. Yeah, they didn't have a light chardonnay. You <laughs> yeah, could like, just like, drink like, on, the, on the porch. Yeah, you could you couldn't get like an RC cola back then. <laughs> yeah, I just thought he'd maybe drink the coffee at sunrise, but yeah. I, well, I guess it wouldn't. I guess his porch no, yeah, wouldn't yeah, be facing, facing east. sunrise, right? Yeah, but like, but like, but he's what, not a great carpenter, so he might have screwed that <laughs> up. <laughs> no, but what, what what I mean is like him building that house is almost like a way of him to like make not make amends, but like. Him turning over a new leaf. Yeah, I, I think like, it was no, like, I wasn't that person in the past in Texas and Kansas. Yeah, no. I'm building a house now. I'm, like, I'm not that person. I'm, I'm not the banning person guns. Any, I'm not that person anymore. I thought it was like the physical representation of like the wholesome persona he's trying to put out there. Like, I'm not ha- a bad guy. Yeah. I'm building a house. And, and how course it is. is. Yeah, how like, course it is. Exactly. And he sucks. Yeah. Like, it literally there, is. There are, there are literally holes yeah. all over it. Right. I love the first time we see him with the house. This is amazing. I saw my, my second watch today. Hit his thumb. Hits his thumb. Yeah, the first, first thing. Like, God, God damn it. The first thing we see. Amazing. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I do love that part. I should have like, picked the house as my MVP. Or it's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, you come here to take a look at my house? Like, just kidding. He's, he's like, oh, them whores. Just like, <laughs> like Jesus. Uh, okay. LVP. A little tricky in this one. Might be not for you guys. I'm not. Right. I don't think yeah. we're yeah. Okay. Do it, guys. It, it's, not, it's not because I think he did... Oh, he being James Wolf. James Wolf, yeah. Schofield kid. Yes, the Schofield yeah. kid. 
I don't think his performance is bad. That's the Me thing. Me either. But like juxtaposed with everyone else, I think he's the clear option. No, so no. you same LVP for Chris. Yes, yes, sir. yes. Yes. My LVP here, and and I do. This hurts a little bit because was, I do like the sentiment of him being in the movie. Let's hear it. But I do think this is where the chops could have been a little better. I picked Skinny Dubois. Yeah, uh, the that's cool. bartender slash do, madame yeah. slash pimp. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. Anthony James. I don't I, hate and, it. And listen, I realize why he's put in there. He was in the first Western that Clint directed in High Plains Drifter. Oh, cool. So there's a bit of a... So it's a nepotism. Well, <laughs> just much like he wear the boots. He's comparing to a pair of boots, basically. Yeah. So he's bookending his, uh, yeah, his, yeah. his deal with it. And we will see him in another Best Picture winner, too. He's in, in, in the heat of the night. Oh, so got we got a lot of duos here. Okay. This is, uh, yeah, but um, I just feel like that character, like this time around, I started noting, noticing him the most because there's obviously a whole lot going on and, and truly how despicable he was. And I think like a, a character actor with some better chops could have made that character a little more necessarily sinister. That that, yeah. I, that I needed in this one. Last thing he acted in, you know, Unforgiven, is ninety two uh, yeah. was his last credit. Uh, he was in an episode of Married with Children right before this, and and that's it. Yeah, and and he lived and he passed away in twenty twenty. Oh so, wow, uh, okay. Anthony James is yeah, the name. So shout him out, even even if it's as an LVP. But <laughs> that's what, how it goes around here. Okay, participation award. Give a little love. Show a little love to someone. Grant, we'll have you go first. Uh, mine is. Uh, the actor Rob Campbell, who plays Davy Bunting, who is the yeah, other partner. cowboy. Yeah, the yes. other, the, the other, yeah, the, the not the not so mean one. Not the one quick, that, quick Mike's partner. <laughs> yes, the one with the uh, with the bigger penis, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> like he isn't that bad of a guy. He just kind of got roped into the situation because of his asshole friend or his asshole coworker, and he ends up dead because of it. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought he did a very good job in it. Yeah, like the, I agree the, with that. The, his his death scene is is very is very sad in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of a pathetic little, it's yeah. kind of a pathetic little scene. And I, I thought he did a pretty I need good job. Need some water. Yeah, I'm fucking, fucking die. Give the guy some water, you son of a bitch. My wounds. He ain't gonna shoot. I ain't gonna shoot. My wounds are beginning to smell like almonds, which is not good. <laughs> Okay, so I uh, I got a shout out. Ugh, it's so hard to pick between the two of them. But I, I, how can I not shout out English Bob? I got I, I was going to. But I know it's a meaty role, but the stuff with him on the train with the pheasants and the it's really like the only time we spend without uh, with without either Hackman or Eastwood. Yeah, and it's just this it's this cool little scene where he's just like pheasants, pheasant hunting. Let's go. I'll shoot you know? for the queen, and you, you shoot, shoot for whomever. whoever you. <laughs> You were just, you were distraught by your your president's injury. The, the injuries to your president. Like, yeah, so John good. Garfield was fucking assassinated. <laughs> I I love that stuff. And then that little touch with the with the note with the hey, let's do the Cockney accident. Cat, uh, let's do the Cockney accent at the end. Yeah, the it's, a great the end. It, it, it's a great touch. It's a great touch. Yeah, so really I, I got to go with him there. Yeah. Chris, I'm going with Francis Fisher. Great call. Love oh, yeah, dude. You fucking the mom from Titanic. Those eyes. She's awesome. Hmm? I know. The minute I saw her, I'm like, ah, oh, the mom yep. from Titanic. Yes. She scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and yet in this, I, I liked her. She's great. So, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Um, Saul Rubinick would have been my other I, one. I really you know, I was going him. to, but you know. Yeah. We all yeah. we all know and love him. Yeah. Okay. You stab uh, me in the heart. You stab me in the heart. <laughs> I love you. 
Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scene of the movie, Chris, you... Um, I already gave my the campfire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's cool. That yeah. was a good choice. Yeah, yeah. The campfire with um, Clint Eastwood and uh, Morgan Freeman talking about the past. You know, remember, remember when I shot that guy and, yeah, and the his, his, his teeth, teeth, his teeth, teeth went through the back of his head? His <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. That's such a, that's such a visceral visual. <laughs> right. It's just gross. Yeah. My scene is everything in the jail with Bill... English Bob yeah, and, and uh, Bochamp, especially the give it to him. <laughs> yeah, it's just, give it to him. It's His face great. turns. So, oh, uh, it's so great. Same for me, Grant. And it's it's so wild that like you can have such an iconic scene in like the end with but, the shotgun. And the, oh, I was, I was gonna, I'm surprised you guys. Nobody know, picked the but end scene. I just every time it comes to that jail scene, every, I just come to a halt. And I'm like, oh my god, I love every word of this. I always love a charismatic villain. Yep. And in this, you get like when Gene Hackman's telling the story of what really happened, it's like, it's so engaging. Yeah, it really is. And it he's does. so good at telling stories. And it's like, oh, I love this guy. And then he's like, give it to him. You're like, oh, I hate <laughs> this guy. <laughs> You're like, oh, these guys are real. Uh, this, this guy's a real son of a bitch. All our quotes are from that same scene there. So that's uh, that, that's well covered. Um, love time it. Machine recast. Chris, I know you hop, You jumped the gun a little Sorry, bit. Sorry. Yeah, okay. um, so we, are we all recasting the same character? I have. Looks like it. Yeah, James Wolvet, Schofield kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I, I'm going with River Phoenix. I think he's. I know it's not. A, you don't need the time machine for this. He's. It's the, pretty on. It's pretty on point. He's the right yeah. age. I mean, he dies a year later, so he's he's an Whoa. older yeah kid at this point. Uh, I and, and the kid could act. I mean, he could act his face off. I think he would look the part. I, I think he would be fantastic. He could add some emotionality that this this kid tries to do. But I just don't think he nails it 100%. I think uh, I like R- it. River could really nail it. I like it. Grant, what do you got next? All right, I went with Schofield Kid also. And you, you, we talk about hiring an actor that doesn't really have any pelts on his horse before this. Um, I went with like the early two, like the 2000 era, Gone in 60 Seconds version of Michael Pena. Oh. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Wow. I think he, you learn later on in the coming years that he has the chops to completely nail it. Yeah. But also, like, at the time, he was an unknown actor, really. He did a few mm. TV shows here and there. And dude, I, I could totally I think, visualize that. I think Michael Pena, a young Michael Pena, would be awesome. That would be show. awesome. That's cool. a really good one. Thanks. That's probably the best one I've ever heard. Thanks. Very, very Appreciate nice. that. Very, very nice, Sergeant. I like that a lot. All right. So I have the same character. Uh, even though I do like the casting and all that, I you know, yeah, 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 yeah. loser. That in there. Okay. <laughs> all right, so this is this is an actor who was in a bunch of stuff for like a hot second, but mostly comedies and and nothing with any sort of prestige or anything like that. He can disappear for a while. Made a, a, a recent resurgence in uh, in White Lotus, and um, I picked Steve Zahn. A young Steve Zahn for that character. I was, honestly, I was kicking the idea around of Steve Zahn. I was not even bullshitting. Wow. Steve Zahn. I'm I'm trying to... Um, From That Thing You Do, Saving uh, Silverman. He's the bassist in That Thing You Do. No, he's not the bassist. He's uh, he's he's Lenny. Or the backup singer. Rhythm guitar. TV player. Who is he in White Lotus? He's the, the, in White Lotus season one, he's the father. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Connie Britton's husband. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. does play a dipshit well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now I know so, um, yeah, 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 Saving Silverman. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Somebody's it. a little younger. Yeah, the thing and, you do. I remember. Yep, yes, yeah. Yep. yeah, right. He's a, no, the bass player is TB player. That's the Ethan bass Embry. player. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's I, Lenny. Um, that's funny. Also, because Artie's not here, I might as well do this. I have another part. I have another recast I want to <laughs> give to you. Um, uh, for Bochamp. Okay. Paul Giamatti. 
Yeah, yeah, that would work. That I would f- be a great one. I do love Saul Rubin. I, I, I do love. I, I love him too. But he I, went, that was a good. But look, also, but seeing, but seeing, Grant. but seeing Paul Giamatti in that role would be. We've really been putting fun. Giamatti in a lot of these. He's Grant, like, is I mean, why could you not? Yeah, Paul. Grant is killing the recast. Today. Thanks, buddy. River, River Phoenix is River Phoenix is really good. Also, so yeah, really good. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's uh, the Time Machine recast. Cutting room floor. Take one scene out of this movie. Movie's pretty tight. It is tight. Um, in, in fact, the one scene that Clint cut was the scene with his mom in it. Oh, really? <laughs> he got her dressed up, made her stay out there the whole day, <laughs> and this and that. And Sorry, Ma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's too long. <laughs> uh, so he took her to the I Oscars. Cut it down five minutes. Took her to the Oscars. As oh, a that's date, nice. So uh, you know what? And she got to she got to see his boy win. That's right. That's yes. nice. Shouted her out in the in the speech too. That's great. And then was able to shout her out eleven years later, twelve years later for a million dollar baby. Tennis. Longevity. So cool. I yeah, love it. That's great. So Grant. so my so what I would cut is I, I talked about this before where. Even though it looks beautiful, it doesn't make sense when you talk about it in terms of the timeline of the movie. And this is the autumnal writing montage after they pick up the Schofield kid. Hmm. Uh, they pick him up and all of a sudden they go from summer to fall and the leaves are yellow and they're wearing corduroy jackets. I'm just like, you watch it at the first time and you don't notice it. Then you watch it again. You're like, oh, it's completely changed seasons like where the hell are we in the calendar yeah so i, I would i would get and it doesn't really add anything besides yeah. some beautiful scenery yeah get rid of it that's pretty good uh i i for me this for 210 this is a pretty airtight movie i really it really, really is though is, yeah you know this is the kind of movie where sometimes they'll make it two and a half and bloat it a little bit i don't think this movie's bloated at all i think it's pretty well cut and well put together yeah the, the scene where they they catch up with the Schofield kid and he's kind of shooting at them and shooting every which way I get it they're starting to establish that he's like we can't see you know that he's like a little like he's got bad vision the scene goes on forever like you don't the second yeah. watch I'm kind of like oh god this is the one time I was kind of like I can fast forward some of this like, <laughs> it just uh, that can be you know that's right there take a couple, couple minutes off and, and boom you're safe there. okay so, Chris did you have anything yeah the uh, the scene where the ladies mm-hmm. are trying to figure out how much money they have and like it's like they're really it could be a lot shorter like you don't need oh i have this much i have this much it just needs like all right we're gonna are we gonna try to find somebody to take care of this okay yes let's let's assume they can figure out how much money they have and and you know i think the I, i i don't disagree with you I think the purpose of that was was his way of establishing the value of the dollar yeah, I think that was the idea. Sure. Like you could do it. Part of I it. had to know how much would like. Oh, two hundred. Like, oh, what have you been doing? Like, you. That's a lot of money. So that they know that what that Fair is enough. equated to a thousand. Yeah. I mean, I. I honestly, the the movie is pretty tight. So yeah. like, there's not much. I I really wouldn't cut much. But if I have to pick one, that's probably the scene where I was like, all right, like, I don't need to know every every dollar that these girls have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Oscar reeval. So I'm going to give you what it won. And what it was up for. All right, so we're going to go, if it can only win one with picture, what would it be? And if it were to win all that it was nominated for, except for one, which one would you be okay with giving up? So it was okay. it was up for picture, director, supporting actor, Hackman, editing, lead actor, Clint, original screenplay, cinematography, art, set direction, and sound. So if it just wins picture and one other, which is the other word you feel it needs to be nominated? For? It needs to get recognized for. Hackman. 
Okay, so you want picture, supporting, actor. Yeah, Hackman. Hackman. Yeah, okay. not even close. I think I have to go with Grant on this. Yeah. I, I just don't see another... For okay. me, it'll be director. So it's, I, I, okay, you, you stepped on me there. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with picture and director. I think that's right. I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go with you the two on that. I, mean, I Hackman, could easily I, go with Grant too. Yeah, though, Hackman is a, is a great one also. Yeah. Now, if we're going to punt one, so one for picture, director, supporting actor, and, and editing, and based on everything we just said in the last five minutes, I think we agree with, with those four. The other ones that did not win for were lead actor, Eastwood, original screenplay, cinematography, art and set direction, and sound. I would go with... What we're we gonna go with one more? No, I just no, uh, I just looking at get, them like they're all kind of elite. Of? Like uh, you know, I, I out of all of those, you're not gonna like this. Karen. I know what you're gonna say. I'm gonna yeah. say Eastwood, and I think everything else is really deserving of a nomination. Honestly, you know, is it deserving of a win though? Is everything else deserving of a win? The sound design's so fucking good in this. Yeah. And the set design is so it's, good yeah, in the this. Art directions are like incredible. everything. This is, this is an original screenplay too. This I know, is not an dude. Adaptive ad- screenplay. Everything is like. To me, out of all of those, Eastwood, Eastwood's performance, I love him in this movie. And I don't think anyone else could do this movie but him. But in yeah. terms of performance, For a I, win. Think, I think he is the weakest one. Yeah. yeah. I, yes. I, 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 Chris, you're like, yeah, fuck him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, reg- I regrettably probably have to agree with you. Just they've ah, never, I can't, they've I can't never see going given any it, other way. They've never given it to director, actor. Like the, anyone, yeah, especially any, when the director isn't a good actor. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> there it is. Uh, He's like uh, fired that Schofield. Sorry, He's I'll, great in this. He's great in this. I, yeah, I like but but a nomination is appropriate. He doesn't need a win. He no, need, he doesn't no. need to be a lead actor winner for this. No, yeah. definitely not. Especially if one has. I think it should, they should have. It should have won for all of these personally. It but. could have won for all of these. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's an elite screenplay. It's elite editing. The, the art and set direction is incredible. Incredible yeah. in this, yeah. Uh, and they, they, they didn't allow any uh vehicles on scene, like no motorized vehicles, so no tire tracks, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep it right. totally pure, keep, get the uh, get Jeez, your, your method. That, that uh, must have been such a fucking pain in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> really right. people like lugging the lighting. And That's the same, they all... carriaged in his poor, his poor mother. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, then, it, and then cut the scene. It's it's the director version of like it's the director version of being like a method actor. Like it's just everybody around you is fucking annoyed. Like oh this is great, but like I, fuck off. Like you gotta I, go to the bathroom. Heard, you gotta go in the latrine. the outhouse. Skinny gets shot in. I heard I heard the story of well, let's, uh, let's, let's 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 use a horse to drag all the equipment in. That's awesome. Sounds great. There's there's a uh, comedian I like Paul F. Tompkins who was uh, who does some acting and he was in. Uh, there will be blood. He was the he was the guy that uh, in the beginning where he chased after Daniel Plainview when he like when he left the t- when he left like the town meeting. He's like Mr. Plainview, Mr. Plainview, and like I guess like between takes he was on his cell phone and Paul Tam- oh, yeah. and Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson like <laughs> gave him shit for having his cell phone out. He was like, what the fuck you want me to do? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's 2006. Like, yeah. what do you want? Like, I mean, I mean that, 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 that's ongoing shit. Like, uh, uh, Brian Cox is like actively annoyed at Jeremy strong on the set of uh, succession. Oh really? Oh, they do not get along. Cause Jeremy strong is a method actor and doesn't break character. And Brian Cox is like, fuck off. Like yeah. I, I, I've been acting for 50 years <laughs> and you, I never had to do that. If shit. you can't, if you can't act without, without yeah. method, then you're not a good actor. <laughs> the reality yeah. of the situation is, is that, Eastwood's the opposite of that. Like, he's very yes. much like, you know, like, right. 
actor friendly like yeah. let's get to this go like the, everything's under budget everything's if, under time if i were an actor i would love to do an eastwood movie uh, yeah 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 and, and, and he's he's this is the, the famous story that he, he tells I, I told this on the i think the titanic episode I'll just say this one again again quick because i feel it needs to be in here is is that he as a director doesn't say cut oh yeah and he doesn't say uh, action. action yeah and that came from when he was a, a an actor on rawhide and that is They'd spend 15 minutes getting the horses because they'd have to get to get three horses together side by side and get it in one shot is kind of a process. Yeah. You got to get them up close with each other. Horses you'd are get hard. Them all, yeah. Get them all set and get them going, and then you get you finally have it. And then the the dipshit TV director would go in the megaphone action, and the horses would <laughs> yeah, go yeah. everywhere, and the actors would go, and he's like, God, can we guys can we just like not say action, just like start the film? They'd be like, You don't understand how westerns work, you know, like. Right, right. Uh, and you know he's like, well, now I'm directing a film, and we're not doing that anymore. Like, yeah, so, and he goes, and and he was saying like the psyche of an actor too is like you're you're in a place like someone screams action at you like yeah you know not but, everyone works with yeah. like okay don't now they, I'm the don't character. they reference that in, in the movie Nope the family that owns the horses they they try to bring them in for like an acting session and like people are screaming and the horses are freaking yeah, out getting yeah. freaked out yeah yeah so yeah so basically Eastwood is like he you know he he talks to the actors before the scene starts and he's like all right. When you're ready, yeah. and he just goes back to his chair, and like whenever the actors want to start, that's awesome. they start. And when he's heard enough, he goes, "That's enough of that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no cut. It's like, all right, that's we awesome. got it, we yeah. got our shot. And, and like, he's and he's yeah. a big believer in we don't need we don't need ten takes, we don't need eleven takes. Yeah. You got a couple of takes. What, the more takes yeah. you do, the more you start analyzing what you're doing. Just like the, the first honest one is the one we want. That's and the one we want. Because kinda, because he does the same thing every single take. Why why do more than one? <laughs> it's it's funny because like. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's awesome uh because like, that's like exactly the opposite of fincher right because like fincher oh, makes you do takes. well fisher he makes you do 100 yeah because like he wants you to stop thinking about right. it so like clint was like the first one is when you're not thinking about it yeah right. so like let's just do that there, one there yeah. are actors that have said like on take 60 i was i did something completely different, and it. And it I think was like I think amazing. Affleck said that. Yeah, yeah. Gone Girl. A great ass. <laughs> yeah, that's an example of it for sure. Okay, and let's your head is all the way up. <laughs> well, well, the reaction it wasn't that. Well, Pacino did that, but it was uh, a Hank Azario. His reaction was Jesus, and like that was a totally real reaction. <laughs> that was Hank Azario reacting to Al Pacino yes, exactly, rather than yeah. Exactly. All right, this isn't the heat episode yet. Uh, we get, we uh, might have to be one. Of those. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Another Let's Joey see. championship. Let's see what happens. I don't okay. know about that. Recommends. We've uh, forgotten this one a couple times. We probably should get it in now before we forget it again. If you just watched uh, Unforgiven, where are you going to go next? So check it out. And uh, Chris, why don't we go first? I know you're excited about this one. Uh, yeah, I am. I, I, I went in a weird direction. You guys, it's going to be a little weird for you. Uh, but it connects to me. In my brain, it does anyway. In this movie, I feel like... You have a, a guy, a main character, that is grappling with his past and trying to move past it and even pretend, you know, it's not him. You know, he's, he's trying to move on from it. And in this movie that I'm going to recommend, it's the opposite of that. It's a guy, a, a, two guys past their primes. One is trying to get away from his past. The other one is trying to get it back. And this movie is Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Ooh. Oh, interesting. So I feel like they're almost mirror images of each other. Very similar, but kind of the opposite, where one is trying to escape his past, one is trying to desperately get it back and Very relive cool. it. I love this. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's uh, I put a lot of thought into that. That, <laughs> that, that, is, that is that is not a happy Sunday. No, <laughs> no, no. But that it's is a, not. That is a great but recommend. I feel like I feel like they're almost. That's a great recommend. I love that. Yeah. It's a great companion. Guys, I'll tell you what though, like Unforgiven, as heavy and dark as it is, it's not a depressing movie. It's not. Though. It's really you. You end it and you're fine it's, to go on with the rest only, of your day. It's only depressing when you're like, oh, he hasn't changed at all. Yeah, but that, that, a, then like that's depressing. Not a day ruined. I, I also, no, I also no, no, no. it's think, not all quiet. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm also a weird person that I I think the ending of the wrestler is not that depressing. I think it's uplifting. Well, if you compare if you compare it to his other movies, uh, I would well, agree. Well, in that. You know, I don't want, don't want to necessarily give it away, but I think. Oh, I, I think doing, that ending, I think doing, that ending's such a bummer. I don't. I don't. In that, he's doing exactly what he loves, and in the mo- in that moment, yeah, I, I don't want to give it away. Uh, no, I know, but it's just like, to what end? And it's just yeah, like, well, yeah. well, oh, Rick, I, no, Rick I Flair's living it as we speak. So, <laughs> well, I know. mine is a. It's more traditional. It is a western. It's a classic western. It's a western that has been on your list, Kieran. Ooh. But you've never pulled the trigger on. I know where you're going. And I've told you to pull the trigger on it. And I watched it last week to kind of solidify it. And I completely agree. And it is Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. I, it, I, it's not where uh, oh, I really? you were going, but that is absolutely accurate. That is it, also on my it list. It is uh, Charles Bronson, uh, Jason Robards, uh, Jason Robards. Uh, Claudia Cardinale, very beautiful actress. And. Henry Fonda against type as a uh, diabolical heel. Cool. Henry wow, Fonda plays a <laughs> Henry Fonda is such a bastard in it. Wow. And um, it's uh, a few years after Good and the Bad and the Ugly. It takes place primarily in one town, like one area. So it's not like a sweeping epic, but it's it's you know two hours and forty five minutes, and there's I I feel like this is. Compared to the Good and Bad, the Ugly, this is a well more fleshed out movie. Wow. Theme wise, there's a lot more there. There's a lot more nuance to it. It might be my favorite western. Very cool. Out of Very everything, cool. it might be my favorite western. Wow. Um, so if you have the time and you want to watch a classic western, uh, and if you have never seen this one, you need to. Very cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I thought you were going Shane just because that's the top. I, I saw Shane too. That was very good. That's the highest on my list of the Westerns I need to see. And I love George Stevens. So I'm, I was on that. But yes, but that. Once that, upon, I, I feel like if you want a better depiction of a Western, Once Upon a Time of the West is what you need to watch. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. All right. It's on the list. Yeah. It's been on the list already, but it'll, we'll move it up a little bit. Please do. It's okay. on Amazon Prime for free. Perfect. Okay. So mine, I mean, the, the, the one, the obvious one that I wanted to go with, and I'll just use this as a shout out for Cinema because we're doing a, a little kind of cross promo where myself, Grant, you, mm-hmm. um, Oz, uh, and Joey, Joey and, and Adam, and Adam from 1001 yep. by One, we're recommending movies for each other for episodes of Cinema. Yes, and sir. mine for, I got Adam, and mine for Adam was The Outlaw Josie Wells. So there'll be, oh, great. And I believe that'll be the first one of the series coming out. So that's like the obvious companion with this. They're, they've been tied together as this yeah. is almost kind of like the unspoken sequel. Of, of that in, in ways, but I want to go, I want to go a step out of the Western uh, genre. This, this is a movie that came out this past year. It was up for best picture. This, this, oh, uh, so you have two recommends. No, no. Uh, yeah. Well, that's my All keeping right. Artie in spirit too. All right. So uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be too on the nose with it without Lord Josie Wells, but I'm going to go with a, a movie that came out uh, this past year it was up for best picture this past year and I tap into something that was a little, 
um, a section of this movie that was semi-prominent part of it, but if after watching Unforgiven, you want to go into a movie that covers it on a, a wider scale, is uh, Women Talking. Yeah, great movie. Uh, oh, I haven't seen it. I yeah. wanted to. Oh, Up for Best Picture this great. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good. A community of women call it a session or whatever, however you want to call it, a, you know, a, a meeting of sorts, and they get together in a barn and they just hash out how they're going to handle the situation that they're in, you know, a situation of uh, enduring abuse and deciding what the community is going to do. And they're all okay. going to, when whatever they come with, come up with, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Very 12 Angry Men style of totally. people okay. in a room hashing their shit out. Yeah. Covers some of the um, the middle-layered themes of this movie. Yeah. It, oh, interesting. It, that's a really good recommendation, Karen, because like I until you started talking about it, I, I didn't realize how how much it relates to this movie. Yeah, yeah and, and to me too, it's like, Westerns can be a lot, and watching two in a row could really be a yeah. lot. You know, this, so one, maybe, <laughs> this one almost feels like a Western, it even though it's It does have not. Western vibes. It yeah, does have yeah, Western yeah. vibes. So I think it gives you a little bit of, as much as you need to yeah. give you on. So that women talking. It, it also a, feels like a period piece, even though it's kind of not. Right? Yeah, the modern niche, but um, right. yeah, but it's, Listen, it's it's pretty new, so I don't want to go into it in, yeah, into exactly. too much depth. Yeah, but yeah. if this is one of the best picture winners that you didn't quite get to, I think it's streaming now uh, for free if you have the services. Check it out; it's under two hours. It was it's in a, my it's in my top three favorite movies th- that were nominated this year. Oh wow! Yeah, okay, I really yeah. Loved it. yeah. I think yeah. I had it just missing my five. I think I had it at six. If you yeah. listen to our Oscar episode, uh, and thank you for everyone listening to Oscar episodes. Our most our most uh, downloaded episode since we started. Uh, Look at that. Uh, first week, uh, first week release uh, episode. So thank you everyone who, who checked out our Oscar episode with myself, Joey, and Adam. You're welcome. It was awesome. Hopefully uh, this this episode cracks uh, cracks that. And I hope so. I mean, climbing. listen, it's it. a popular movie. Let's see what that's, happens. That's it. Okay. Well, Kieran, Kieran, Grant, and I are going to be in a firefight at the end. So stay tuned till the end because like <laughs> only one of us will be left. So it'll be awesome. <laughs> that's right. And you got to get rid of Kieran first because he's the one that dodges He's the bullets. fastest. Yeah, that's those. true. He dodges he bullets, so you got to get rid of him first. Yeah. They call I don't know him if I can... Kieran Neo. Is yeah, a, is don't hold call. me to it. I don't know if I can explore the space in this room enough. I got to be really be able to get It's a tight dining room. I'm an open field bullet dodger. Like all quiet in the Western Front, open field. Kieran. You're not a bullet dodger. <laughs> the bullets were much slower back then, too. The, the thing is, I love how Artie just ripped you to shreds on that. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? However, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Right. You just, you zigzag, dude. You, yeah, well, you're I, and, serpent, and serpentine. Just give me some credit for not defending myself and just letting the joke Kieran, be the joke. Right? You're the zigzag man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Apocalypto style. Okay. One to fives. Performances. How the movie shot. Themes. How they're delivered. Start with performances. Grant, I'm gonna go first. I think overall, I gave it a four. Okay. To me, there's just some things that are just not quite there. There are some performances that are great, some that are good. So I'm not gonna give it a. I'm not gonna give it a five. Chris, I, I'm at a four. Same four thing. Yeah. I thought overall, mo- the the main, the main players were absolutely phenomenal. Except for Eastwood. <laughs> Eastwood's why it's a four. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, listen, listen. No, he's not the only reason. But mostly. Uh listen. James, it's a, it's James a, it's, a, it's a solid heavy heavy four. I'm at the same table that Ben Hur was unsanctionedly bashed at. <laughs> and the guy who bashed it ranked it higher than me. Jeez. Well, um, that's that, that's a you problem. Uh, <laughs> This is a five for me. It's perfectly cast. Uh, it's got three of the greatest actors of our lives. If you want to call one a movie star, not an actor, go ahead. 
Um, <laughs> you, the, I will and I do. Yeah, but Clint Eastwood's name will be remembered long beyond both Hackman and Morgan Freeman's. Well, Morgan Freeman might, actually might just be the voice of every thing moving forward. So, yeah, exactly. Um, they're, they're three wonderful. I don't mean to pin one against the other. Three wonderful actors. Uh, we also have Richard Harris, an actor, uh, a Best Actor nominee in there, too. There will be um, an AI Morgan Freeman that's going to live <laughs> oh, on <totally>. forever. <laughs> we might he, already he, be living with him. He, um, yeah, he, 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 he died three years ago. He is the reason for the singularity. Like, that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is an easy five for me. And and some insulary pick, nitpicks, whatever. It, 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 it's, it's a five. How it was shot, how it looks, how it's put to screen, the presentation... Maybe Chris will go with you first this time. Okay, I'm going to go with a four again for how it's shot. There was opportunities for something a little more grand. Mm-hmm. I know I, I kind of I said that more as a positive earlier, and I do believe they did a lot with what they had. But, you know, Eastwood with his budget, he loves to come in under budget. Mm-hmm. And it, it is noticeable in that there aren't those grand heli shots or, or big uh, crane shots. or there, There's nothing... It's all on the ground, and, and they do a lot with that. But I think it, maybe a couple of those really pull out, and you see a lot of scenery. The that could have, that could have been a five. So. Yeah, it's a five for me. Um, I and <laughs> I well, and I'll, I'll just my response to that is is that I think that nature was an underlying character within this thing, and I don't yeah. think you needed. Super, super grandiose shots. I think we got enough. We had some long shots and some distant shots from a person's perspective. Like, I think once you take to the sky in this, you lose the sense of community and the sense of how small man is in this whole story. So I I actually, I kind of love that they didn't go bigger. I like that they contained it a little bit. I mean, you still got the nature of what was going on. Fair enough. But I just think a couple of, of shots of showing, like... Like, for instance, they're taking a journey. They're going on a journey. The, the journey aspect was a, a bit understated. I, yeah. will, I will agree with that. That, that. that I can't necessarily defend. But I don't think it takes away from the, how the movie I works. don't either. And, and the but internal that's not shots, why it's not a five. The internal shots are that's just not. That's why it's yeah. not a five. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Great. I'm going with the five as well. I, I, see, I see, Chris, where you're coming from. But I also think that them staying away from modern shots, the way it looks was also something deliberate as to stay true to, to the kind of stay true to the, the like this the westerns of the yeah, 60s and yeah. things like that um and you pointed out the stuff they did in the room was really the, oh great. my god yeah. the stuff they did in the, in the jail cells were great um, and in his house with the yeah, leaking and yeah it's yeah. i i i and also like this isn't just cinematography right it's also about production design yeah and them making the entire town and that that train looks awesome. That that they're riding on the English Bob is riding on. So, yeah, and, I, and I think that the set design. I think I read that they did it. They had to do it quickly for whatever reason. Like they they kind of yeah. It wasn't like a. They didn't have a lot of time. They kind of mm. they kind in like thirty really days yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. They kind of pieced it together. Well, because you know, East sort of that 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 exactly coming yeah. in under budget and under schedule. You Gotta know? start my next movie in May. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I I give this a, a five. Okay, cool. themes, story, how it's told. I'll go first. It's five, and not only is Triple it a five, five for you. it is a five, five, five for me. Yeah. It's an easy five, five, five for me. And I will go as far to say that in this category, this is very close to the highest ranked movie we've discussed in this category. 
with only two other movies that even can really contend with it, in my humble opinion. Time will be told as to what those two movies are, but um, I, I really think that the themes are packed so perfectly and so mysteriously into a very straightforward story. Yeah. And that's pretty fantastic. I don't think the goal could have been accomplished any better with, with how uh, they were trying to tell the story. I keep on going back and forth between a four and a five. I think there are some really great elements in this movie that are not explicitly laid out. That's pretty great. Like all the stuff with little Bill and the stuff I mentioned before about the Native American characters. But I do think there are some moments that are that are a little overexplained. Overall, I think I think I'm going to lean towards a five. Okay. Because I think this this movie is so rich in theme. If I'm on either side of the fence, I'd fall towards the five end. It's, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, okay, well, that's great. And then like you think about it, you're like, oh no, that was pretty brilliant yeah. how they masked that. And it wasn't just laid out there. So I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, built in subtleties. So yeah. I would agree. Well, Kieran, I'm going to give you what you want. It's a five, baby. I thought a four, four, four is what you, <laughs> what you thought I wanted. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, this is where this is where the movie really takes off for me. It is told brilliantly. It's told with the least amount of exposition, ex- <laughs> despite what you, you Grant pointed out, which he's right that there's one scene in particular where they kind of lay it out for you a little. Chris bit just acted it out. <laughs> <laughs> just grab the bottle. <laughs> there's another category left. <laughs> oh, Jesus, other shot, nominees. <laughs> you shot a U.S. marshal. <laughs> no, it it, it really. It's told in almost a a perfect amount of words and time. They don't waste they don't waste any energy on yeah. uh, too much exposition or anything like that. It really is told beautifully, and uh, they let facial expressions tell the story. They let the the scenery tell the story. I really appreciated that that they didn't over tell the story. Yeah, agreed. You know? Very much agreed. So nice. a four four five for Chris, a yes. five 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 for me, and Grant, you were four. Five four, five? Four, four five five. Four five five. Cool. Bullet shooting a little bit. One to ninety five now. One to ninety five. Oh, I forgot that? about this part. Was it one to ninety four? One to ninety. Oh 94? god. We don't have to be exact, right? Just kind one of. One to ninety four. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guesstimate. I would say at this point it's like around thirty. In the thirties. Uh, I was gonna say it's in my top fifty. I don't know where it lies, yeah, but it's no. gonna be in the top fifty. Probably. Top ten contender for me. Wow, absolutely a top ten contender. Okay. It could be. I have to really look and assess the situation, but uh, yeah, cool. It's definitely gonna be in the top. I, I look at the top fifty as like the top tier, right? Like, uh, how many movies yeah, we well, have? No, I mean, that's, that's the first total? half. Well, how many, how 90, many total uh, are there? So the median, the 94? median is gonna be. The median is going to be like forty-seven, something like that. It's yeah, half. Yeah, jeez, jeez. Yeah. So like, I, I, like I, would, done, I would say, I would say, like, like we've done three hundred movies already. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like thirty and up is like yeah, you, top yeah, tier. That could be right. Twenty-five, yeah, 20, right. 25, 30, 30, something 30, like that. Because 30's the 30, 31 is the third, the first third. Yeah. yeah. No. Now that you're saying that, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. the top thirty is is the yeah. right move. It's definitely going to be up there. I mean, it's it's. One of the more solid movies that we've done. It's pretty great. It's pretty great, you guys. Okay, it's not a who should have won podcast, but we do like to discuss the other movies that were nominated this year. Well, I guess I shouldn't say we do like to because Chris always makes a face in this category. <laughs> we do discuss them, whether we like. I mean, it or like not. you said, you make a whole deal about it at the beginning that we don't. It's not about this, except let's go into it. Okay, so here we go. Let's start with 
the movie that won original screenplay, which to me has not aged well, but I, I don't know. I, I just can't believe this this won over over Unforgiven. But here we go. It's the Crying Game. That would do. That was a such a big deal though when it came. That was, out. A, was it? That was dude, like a, that was a cultural phenomenon. That was like a zeitgeist movie. Yeah, just, dude, totally. Okay, the Crying Game: A British soldier kidnapped by the IRA soon befriends one of his captors who then becomes drawn into the soldier's world. So we're real subtle with the description here. Directed yeah. and written by Neil Jordan. I'm not familiar with uh, Mr. Jordan there, but it uh, it won one Oscar and it won original screenplay. That's the one it won. Uh, Stephen Ray is in that. Uh, Farce Whitaker in that one too. I mean, oh, they, wow. they, they make fun of it in like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> they do. Oh, okay, well, another dated movie. Well, I, <laughs> I know, but, like, it, but, it but I'm saying it was a big deal. Like people were <laughs> talking about. it. Yeah, they make fun of it in a way that is just not aged yeah. well. <laughs> oh, is that is that the the uh, when he's crying? The, the shower and horn. And horn. That, that's the yeah. famous scene. When right. He's crying yes. In the yes. Uh, I have yeah. not. I have not seen the Crying Game. Yeah, and I, not much I, else I did, here from the writer. I did an alarmingly too early age. Uh, as as is the 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 way it is on this podcast. I always, that's that's how I, it goes I, for you. I, yeah. Did, did I guys did I tell you my mom listened to one of the podcasts? Oh no, which which episode? I love hearing. These it doesn't stories. matter. Not important. Okay. Uh, but she <laughs> she her her response was I get to I get to I, I get to learn a lot about your childhood. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't a great moment. You know, when I say things, sometimes I don't realize that like people are going to listen to them. And All over the world. My, <laughs> my, my, well, especially my mom. <laughs> when I make jokes about my childhood, I, I don't think my mom is going to listen. Yeah, I, I talk like my parents don't listen to this, and I don't think they have. Yeah. So Okay, next is Howard's End. Howard's End, directed by James Ivory. A businessman thwarts his wife's bequest of an estate to another woman. It is a period piece. I've never heard of that movie I mean, in my life. Yeah, this seems like a snooze fest here. We have Anthony Hopkins, Emma Thompson, Vanessa Redgrave, Helena Bonham Carter, wow, and a bunch of other British people. It's a great cast. I mean, that's yeah. a good yeah, cast. Yeah, that's a good cast. It's a very, very great, great Britney cast. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, Howard's End. I won't be checking that out anytime soon. This is when this is when um, Zeta Short DMs me with. That's a great film. Howard's End was the clear winner. What are you talking about? Unforgiven <laughs> is terrible. Uh, so, shout out to Zeta. These are probably two of the more popular ones, at least, that have survived the test of time a little bit. We'll go with the Best Actor winner. It's 1992's Scent of a Woman. It's Al Pacino's. Uh, Al Pacino's. Uh, I, have, I have not, not seen Not a that. good winner, dude. <laughs> No, I mean, it's not. Al Pacino's a fucking maniac in that movie. That's not a good acting performance. Directed by Martin Brest, a prep student needing money agrees to babysit a blind man, but the job is not at all what he had anticipated. I've never seen Son of a Woman. Oh, I haven't either. Yeah. Listen, I love the movie, but it is it's not a subtle or nuanced performance at all. It's yeah. psychotic. Yeah, he, I mean, the guy needed to win one. It's the it's well, that's what it is. And that, it's a, I think it's a pretty weak. It's year a he should have won for a Godfather, two. Two. And he didn't, yeah. so we're gonna give it to him now. Should he have beat Clint, this year? No. Wow, Clint was the better performance. Uh, wow, Grant, I, I haven't seen you've it. You've never seen Scent of a Woman. Mm-mm. My brother loves. That's shocking. Woman. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big movie not to have seen. Let's yeah. come up with what the other nominees are here and who who got robbed. I'm in the dark here. Come on, you ever Scent of a Woman? Come I, on. I, I, isn't there something to be said for like an Al Pacino, even if he's going way over the top to well, get th- something? This there? is the first of the uh, that that '90s Pacino where he starts to do that screaming. Yeah, thing. where yeah. this is this like is the first one. Yeah. So it, people were like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" 
And they reward him. He's going to keep doing. They didn't it, know right? he was going to do it for yeah fifteen and then, years. And then you know? and then because of this, Devil's Advocate came out. No, All right, so, and Heat. I yeah. mean, Heat. Is, is well, at least, at least he there's like a little bit. It's the of, same thing. You uh, got a great. It's the same yeah. guy. You know, I love it. I feel like there's a little bit more nuance in Heat than there is. But I don't know. Stephen Ray. Uh, uh, I don't know. Stephen Ray in the Crying <laughs> Game is one of them. Um, Robert Downey Jr. as Chaplin is another. Oh, that was a big deal. Dude. And this is the one that people think probably should have won is Denzel and Malcolm X. That's mm. right. That's probably yeah. the one that should have won. That's the one probably that yeah. Won. Yep, that's the one. Finally. Uh, the Rob Reiner directed A Few Good Men for Best yeah, Picture. Man. Military lawyer Lieutenant Daniel Caffey really? defends Marines accused of murder. They contend they were acting under orders. Directed by Rob Reiner, written by Aaron Sorkin, starring Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, some others. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. That's a wonderful movie, dude. It's a good movie. Stood the Great test of time. Stood the test of time. It's that, it's that daytime watch, rewatchable. I could watch yeah. that right now and be super happy. You know? It is a great movie. It is nowhere close to Unforgiven. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's harsh. I, I, it's not. It's not I, the film. Okay. That... I agree that Unforgiven is the right winner. That's a great movie, dude. Like I, I don't know, yeah, great performances. I, I think I think it's a gr- I think it's a great. It's Demi it's Moore. A, it's is a the great problem. hangover movie. Demi Moore is the. Problem. You know what <laughs> I mean? Such, like it's, it's such it's a just daytime like, movie. Like, it's it's like it's a great that. like you're flipping through Paramount. And it's on Paramount at 10 a.m. Yep, you're gonna watch it. Right? Yeah, you're gonna watch it. I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> have like movie night and have it be a few good men. Yeah, like I, this I, is the movie we're watching. I hard, unless, unless, I hard unless, disagree. Yeah? Unless yeah. somebody maybe has, you'll have to do that. Maybe unless somebody I, hasn't seen it, like that's that's a good. That's a good time. I, to I have don't think Demi Moore it. is good in it, and I think she kind of taints she, it. She's not a she's not a good actress. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. She, and, and, she and my the, and my thoughts on Tom Cruise are are well documented. Yeah, that he's 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 a legend. Yeah, he's listen. He's he's. I think I put him under the category where like he's a movie star. I don't think. Better actor, Clint, Clint Eastwood or Tom I Cruise? think Tom Cruise is a better actor. It, is there any Scientologist out there? Uh, I will give you Grant's address. They would not. They would have got me time. already, I think. <laughs> I've crossed that line too many times. I don't know. I think they're both wonderful actors, Cruise and Eastwood. There we go. They're good movie stars. I'll tell you that much. They're, they're great movie stars, guys. There's a difference. Gentlemen, I appreciate yes, you. I appreciate you guys. This was, was a, a great conversation. That was a blast. Time, man. I always get like, blast. I always get a little extra anxiety coming into these movies that I really love. You know, just because it's like it, you want to leave it all out on the table. You don't want to miss anything. You don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to swing and miss. Yeah, know, but, I don't. I don't think we fanboyed too hard on it. I think we were good at discussing what we loved about it. Yeah, with think, that without being too uh, to general. Unpack. Yeah, yeah. lots on back, and it, I had fun. I think I it's fun, okay so to fanboy or girl. If it's appropriate, and this movie, it really is appropriate. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. That's it, guys. We made it to the end. Grant, was shout out your uh, shout out your artwork. Let's do it. Oh. If you're uh, if you're reading the description of the uh, of the episode, you can find our best picture cast shop on Teespring. I need to update some stuff there. I've it's it's been it's been dormant for quite some time. Uh, so we I'm need gonna... an Oliver shirt. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe an Unforgiven shirt. Ah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll see I like what I can that. do about that. It'd, I like be kind, that. that'd be kind of nice. And an Oliver shirt. No. How green is my valley shirt? Oh God! What would I... <laughs> uh, up on the up on the horizon there? With the... Can we do a shining shirt since we did an episode on it? Maybe I have to, I have to start incorporating like honorary episodes, like a Roadhouse Definitely. shirt. I like it. I yeah, like oh, it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll start. But doing tell them that. where they can get but, your other stuff. Uh, so, so my other, I, I on uh, 
TeePublic. I have a shop, Exit 28 Studios. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm For some reason, the, uh, the Bodhi shirt I made is selling... It's not selling a lot, but it's selling a little bit. I love it. I'm getting a little things here and there. Dude, you know what's weird? I saw that somewhere not related to us. Oh, really? I saw somebody wearing it not related to us. Really? Oh, a, yes. a Long Islander uh, bought your shirt there, Greg. I, I, that'd be amazing. Hopefully it's yeah. not. Yeah, hopefully it's mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully so, it is yours. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Exit Exit 28 Studios. Check it out. It's, it's pop culture stuff mostly. Cool. Yeah. And uh, not to play one up, Chris, but you also have artwork. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm working on some stuff. It's coming out. It's all movie related. Um, it's all wall art and stuff like that. It's uh, Pop Vulture Arts at... Um, at Pop Vulture Arts, right? Yeah. Is, is that how you say it? That's you Instagram. put the at first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think you have to on Instagram. I think it's just yeah, probably not. But I think it's yeah. just known that that's the it's tag fine. name for yeah. anyone, got, anyone under the no age of 50. <laughs> I'm close to not being. If you go on your radio dial and. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I, I'll get this out. Yes, I have some uh, my artwork out there, and it'll be for sale uh, at uh, at Pop Vulture Arts on Instagram. Very cool, and you do kind of yeah, you do some like skateboard art. I do a bunch almost. of stuff. Yeah, skateboards. I do uh, just like pieces of. Wood, whatever you got. A painting. Yeah, and, it's and amazing that. stuff. Yeah. It really yeah, yeah, is. Very cool. You got a you got a piece of wood lying around, just you know, throw it at me. I'll, I'll, paint, <laughs> I'll paint something on it. You know? Yeah, like, cool. I love like it. like Nicholson says, uh I'm an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> you give me a tuba, I can get you That's something right. out of it. Give me a tuba, I'll get it. you something out of it. I don't uh have art. This is my art. Best picture cast is my art. This is You're, what I do. I, you, uh, you dabble in audio medium. Yes, I talk yeah. for five you hours. Painted quite a masterpiece, Karen. <laughs> I kidnap my friends for five to six hours and make yeah. them talk in front of microphones. Uh, and here my we pleasure. Are. My pleasure. Yes. And we don't murder you, which is amazing. No, like, not yet, at least. Yeah. Uh Close. so guys, uh, again, you know, anyone out there, please. If you like us, please rate, review. That helps us. I, I just take the two seconds, do it. Give us some love. Yeah, uh, we, we'd appreciate that. Vote on all our pools and all that. We'll have some coming up eventually. And yeah, just re- reach out. Rolling. Reach out to us if yeah. you have any questions, comments, complaints. Reach out to us. That's it. We we love the interaction. Grant, thank you. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Artie deserved to be here, but you know, guys, deserves got nothing to do with it. That's right, baby. Yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much, <laughs> and we will see you next week. The average penis fellow. Great penis and uh, uh, a fine horse. (laughs) Yeah. She ain't mangy. He was a a lover of animals. We did need a little bit. And like, honestly, I think Hopefully not with his penis. Well, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he... he, But that's... (laughs) (laughs) 